forge has gone quiet, the bellows blow no more. The forge has gone quiet, the smiths have gone home. Only fading embers remain, and my hearth grows cold. One kiss from you to rekindle it all. Welcome back to Queen of Embers episode uh, 69. 69. 69. <laughs> I like. Yeah, yeah, we are in episode 69 where every die roll of a 69 or a flip die roll of 96 is indeed a critical success. That's how excited we are about this. So excited. I'm your game master, Daniel Fox. This is the gang, the cult of players. You're going to roll endless 69s tonight because we're adults. Shout out to everyone who's cringing right now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you're not cringing while you watch us play, you're not watching this, right? Or maybe just not for you. I don't know. Uh, or listening for that matter. I know a lot of people who listen to this on Podbean or podcast um, and can't see us, but um, we're very happy about. It. We're actually so it's been it's so I did the math today. So I'm gonna I'm gonna read this off to you all. So I looked at all of our stats, like for the length of all of the episodes. From game session one to sixty-eight, and included uh, all of our session zero stuff, including what we recorded with Kay um, and Jason separately. So here are the numbers. Uh, as of today, we've been playing this. We've been playing Queen of Embers for one point three years. Uh, Two hundred fifty-seven hours of gaming and twelve hours of session zero. That's that's how long we've we've played this thing. And we're getting close to the end. We're, we're, almost, we're almost to the end of Act 7 and Act 8. It's just around the corner. So um, with, with, without further ado... This campaign is older than my child. Oh, man. It is, oh, right? Yeah, so <laughs> if, uh, if you're planning on going through the whole thing, you'll just have to take a journey to the end. That's right. To the end. To mm-hmm. the end. Uh, we will probably do between Act 7 and 8 a uh, recap of the entire story. Act, act 8 is the final act where everything kind of culminates uh, with all of the all of the all of the plot laying bare um, and then you all will make a decision on how to address that. Um, we'll see what happens though. Uh, we uh, survived this fight in fact because we actually spent last episode in the previous episode in combat. Two combats. <laughs> Combat. Two dioramas, two combat dioramas. <laughs> um, so I think probably to start. Um, now, obviously, Adam's here, Terwin. Uh, while you were Hello. gone, my name's Terwin. Yeah. <laughs> while, while you were gone, Mike did a fantastic impression of Terwin. Yeah. No. Was he good? Look at what I am angry. He's, he's irate. <laughs> I think is what you said. <laughs> it was uh, irate. Yeah. I'm irate. Uh, very angry. And then uh, Kay was like, "Fire!" And then, I think at one point he said, "I like kids." Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're the kids. kids. Yeah, we're <laughs> the kids. He doesn't like them. He, yeah. he just wanted to save them. He's like, yeah. "Save the children." No, he actually doesn't really like them that much. That's right. We're the children. Um, swear <laughs> me. There's a, there's actually an outtake on on. <laughs> Mean, episode sixty-eight at the very end of the post-credit scene of nice. of uh, Mike and everybody else doing their impression of Terrell. So I did, I did watch that. Yeah, I didn't. Right. I didn't watch the episode because I like being surprised when I'm not there. But well, you will be surprised, surprised, surprised indeed because 
We're in the middle of the shit. So let's talk about the shit. what happened last game session. We know we left off in the middle of combat. Like, well, what happened? Because we did another, we did two combat scenes. Right. It was real great. We started with uh, Warren getting uh, divinely kicked in the groin. Yeah, so what? So you have a cast manifestations role at the very beginning of the game session. What happened, Nick? Uh, Warren and his whole fucking family <laughs> is now Unix. <laughs> Somehow. His line has ended. Yes. <laughs> his line has ended. The crazy part about it is, think about this. You didn't cast the spell that caused it. Like, she gets off scot-free. Mm -hmm. <laughs> she truly gets to use you as a vessel, vessel mm -hmm. of torture. That's right. <laughs> Pretty awesome, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Anoint weapon. Uh, so that happened. His entire line, not just him, but his entire family's line was de was was ended uh, with the chaos manifestation. So that leads to what happens after that, Eugene. Hey, at least you succeeded. Well... Uh, he went. He went sterile. Then uh, Harper runs over and uh, grabs up the keg of dynamite at the mm -hmm. feet. Uh, the Siobhan had a problem come along, so it whipped it, and mm -hmm. he went down. Um, he drops the barrel. It yeah. goes a tumbling, and we all go <gasps> collectively as it rolls past the open flame, and then we all collectively. Stop sign, and then it hits the edge, and the top burst open, and we all did it again. And then it was turns out out of range of it, so then we all mm -hmm. collectively unpuckered. Yeah. Um, then uh, Banneker came around the corner and fired down range, hit one of the Auburns in the lift. Uh, then uh, Eliza did the same thing, ran uh, plugged them with the last arrow, it dropped that Auburn. Eugene charged and missed the second to last Siobhan. Uh -huh. uh, Rerolled, missed again. Oh. Uh, then there was a bit more whipping action over near the stairs. Um, that was still coming to a <clears> header. <throat> uh, the other one decides, I'm just going to take the lift and leave. And so Eugene wisely decides, uh, instead of an opportunity attack, I'll just jump aboard. Figuring I'll try and stop him. Mm -hmm. Uh, and I made the call before I really looked at what stats that would probably relate to, uh, which was so gratefully my agility, which is my third worst stat, but only by a margin of 3%. Uh, and it was a 19% chance of success, which I, I, everyone assumed I critically succeeded because I got a 22, which is 3% outside my score range and it was a critical fail. So I just fell, dropped all my stuff, practically hogtied myself, ready to go. Unconscious. And was just like, yep, take me prisoner, bruh. Mm -hmm. yeah. So the Siobhan drags him through the dark, so then, and then we Good cut times. back to the mines above, and what do you, what happens from there? So we'll take the story from there. Well, Warren, or she, finishes off the last remaining Siobhan. I believe, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. And then we all yeah. collectively say farewell to our Eugene. You know, because he's gone. He's dead. And they just left. He just left the session. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so we all gather up and go, okay, I guess we're going after him. Um, and so we go over to this contraption, take a minute to figure it out. It actually is still working, so gratefully it wasn't disabled. 
and uh, so we decide to travel down into the darkness, in which it's actually really dark. Like normal light, like for a lantern, is like 15 yards, but it's like so oppressively dark that it's only like half that. And so, uh, six. Yeah. And so we were somewhat blindly walking through this place and we see in the distance like a candle, I think it was. It was another lamp, but yeah, another roughly lamp. the same thing. Yeah. Same distance. <clears throat> and so curiosity gets the better of us and we're like, we gotta go see this thing. And it's a, um, I believe it's a table that has a sculpture of the city, the cityscape on it. And we realize that it's pretty much the exact same copy that we saw at the La Vinci house, was it? Yeah. I was going to wait to see how you pronounced it. Yeah, I, was like, <laughs> I was like, what's it going to say? What's it going to say? The lasagna place? The lasagna house. <laughs> the lasagna house? <laughs> the pasta palace. <laughs> What did he call it? Legate lasagna? Lasagna lasagna. Oh god, he cannot breathe root beer. You mean the lasagna patrol? No! What? You know what? I'm sorry, that's like I'm Jason always on Gordon Love Patrol. I'm just saying right now. Jason Gordon Love it, Mike. Yeah, Jason, Jason Gordon Love it. So, I believe it was uh, Lisa had a statue of one of the towers still in her belongings yeah, and pulled she, it out. That's right, she took it from the La Vinci house in Act Two. Yeah, and realizes that yes, this is indeed a copy of that. Um, and then I believe further down a hall, which we can't really quite see, I do believe we do spy a Siobhan. Before that, though, what did you discover about the model of Durendal? What did, what did, what did Elisa find? Um, so one other thing that we forgot, that was not mentioned, is that when... Uh, she ripped off the mask of the Siabra and her name was whispered. Well, that's we don't know that, right? Let's get to that in just a moment. Okay. Let's talk about but the, the stand other top thing of is moment. no, that's fine. Uh, so it uh, it was making a bunch of the sounds like they heard the La Vinci house. So she went and checked the tower that she had, and it matched up. And the bell towers all seemed to have conjuring rooms around <clears> them, as well as lights coming off of them, sort of like mirrors or. Um, and so she figured out that each of the bell towers seemed to have something that was built into them that uh, they were using for conjuring. So that's what she found there. And then at the end, uh, we saw green smoke and there was a man with a stick. That's what we saw. Oh. And the wounded Siobhan that had gotten down the elevator. Um, and Elisa tried to call out to him and asked if he spoke common and he didn't respond and he tried to drop her to her knees but she managed to resist it yeah and uh so then he tried to charge them and tried to cast again and at that point uh she threw him into a circle of sorts that we don't know exactly what it was um but as 
Siavern landed in the circle, it summoned a shadow monster that matches the ones back at the island. Remember, he, he, he laughed. Maniacally laughed. Well, yes, he laughed. <laughs> and, uh, and then, uh, and then, yeah, and then the shadow monsters were summoned. <laughs> oh, or that one. Yeah. Oh, I like the scale. That was so we'll, we'll, we'll cover what happens in combat in just a few moments, but I want to return back to what else okay. you saw down there. Say, aside. Oh, the difference the machine was also there. Yeah. Uh, if that's what you're referring to. And it's, it's going. Yes. We never saw it working before, do, right? Do we know this right. is no. the, <coughs> the difference machine? Yes. Like, we know it's the one Hexenstern has? Or is this a a, another one? We like, they built a, another. They said that it was brought in, and we have pretty good authority that one, only one was ever made. Initially, we were told that by Hexenstern, as well as... Should we make it through this? We should carve our initials on the side so we can prove this at a later date when it shows up. So that way we can tell the difference? Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. God damn it. Crit fail! I thought that's where you were going. I was trying to set you up for Yeah. <laughs> I figured you'd pick up on it. So, yeah. Bloodhound with a part. Yeah. What? So let's let's turn uh, then to, to <laughs> Warren because something pretty critical happened at, at, at during this whole this whole thing. What what what, what happens? Uh, so during combat, she um, was killing a Yavrin and looked deep into the mask to see what was beyond. And uh, only a wh- there was nothing there, just only a whisper of her name, Lilith. So obviously, she's not going to mention that to anyone. But once Warren comes back around, there'll be words to be said. <clears throat> But Warren got to hear it too, right? Of course. <laughs> yeah. So we turn to we turn to Terwin. Now Terwin, it's dark. It's oppressively dark. Do you have any light? <laughs> uh, he wasn't carrying anything when I last played. Okay. So you're in the bottom of a pit. You've come, you've come down this lift. And you're up on the platform, and you see this kind of cavern stretch before you, and it smells like the reek down here. Like the scent is unmistakable. And every once in a while, you can see a flash of green light, and you see someone being thrown around in the distance through the shadows. You can see that something is happening. You can hear the cries of your friends, but the darkness is so impenetrably dark, it's hard to make out what's what. It's hard to make out where everybody is. So what we're going to do is we're going to return to combat in just a few moments. Uh, but in order to do that, we need to do the reveal. So let's go to our battle cam. I need Kay and Nick's help. We will lift and up and over. Yes, to return where we were. So... <clears throat> You are in this dank, dark place. This is where, approximately where Terwin is. And you can see the flashing of light every once so often. Um, but you can't really make out, you can kind of make out it's coming around the corner, around the right-hand corner. But there's all a matter of detritus along the floor. And, and, and as you kind of step off the lift, uh, you can smell the scent of gunpowder. And you can also smell the scent of it's smell of scent gun spent gunpowder, the smell of like rotten eggs, the smell of 
sickness and of leather and of flesh and of and of ferrous iron. It's the smell of the reek and it's absolutely overwhelming down here. And then suddenly you see from around the corner in front of you this huge flash of green light and you hear the sound of things clattering all over uh, as combat continues as we move to the top of the round, which is Banneker. So, Banneker, the question is, it's your turn in combat, and, and to remind us where everybody uh, is for just a, a mere moment to place everybody on the map. If we look over here, you are standing here. The difference is it is by you, the table you flipped over is behind you, and you can see standing in front of you this huge, whirling green and black thing of shadow that looks like some sort of strange apparition that reveals like a elongated, like vulture-like person. And there's this blast of green light and you're blinded for just a moment and you lose sight of it and that's when your eyes turn toward the, the, the whirring and the ticking of the differentiation, which is right here. But something you didn't notice before, because now that you're near this thing, you can see there are two pedestals on either side of the difference engine, and there are schematics in the wall of the Arkwright cauldron <coughs> and a, a, a ship that resembles the Madeline. Upon each of those two pedestals, one nearest to you is a slender ivory wand, and on the other side of the difference machine is this stone that's sitting in a basin that is almost seething in water like it's boiling like a seething stone and it immediately reminds you of what um the salt peterman up above said he said do you have the ivory wand do you have the seed stone and you recall that when sammy had been trying to make this thing work like to give it locomotion that he was talking about we need the ivory wand to make this thing work but you didn't know anything about the seed stone until of course this the salt peterman had, had spoken about it so you are engaged with the creature at this point, this swarm of shadows. And right next to you uh, is, of course, um, Harper, who is holding on to the holy symbol he was given at 11 years of age. And in his other hand, he's holding out a lantern of light, if yep. I'm not mistaken, right? <laughs> and as he points the lantern toward the creature, the shadow swarm, and it kind of whirls up along the ceiling, kind of spilling over almost like water, but it's just like comprised of green and black shadow. It seems to recoil from the light. Remember, uh, you were the one who discovered that, um, I'm sorry, that's right, my apologies. Um, it was Elisa who revealed if you, if you, if you, sh it seems to be light sensitive. So if you take aim with a source of light, it will lower its damage threshold by minus six. But you also know that weapons seem to not do anything to it. Right. So you are standing there. I can't recall. Were you armed with? Oh, I, have a, I have a lamp. That's right. You have the lamp. That's right. <coughs> he has the lantern. <coughs> That's I right. just have one quick question. Yes. Can I do this? All right. And how about this? This is probably above board. I just saw Elisa kill the other one with her lamp. She her, dispatched it. Her yes. lantern. Yes. And I, I've done nothing with my lamp so far. 
Yeah, and remember, she called out. She said that to, that it's a weak toward light. Yeah, yeah. Light, yeah. Can I swap with him? <clears throat> Since his light is stronger than mine? Uh, yeah, if you spend an action point. Okay. Sure. I was not going to fight you on it. No, I didn't. I, I mean, that's what I'm saying. I mean, yeah. I love light. I mean, like, swap, swap. Does everybody have their light sources of weapon? Yeah, you gave me that right yeah. at the end. Yeah. Harper's not going to fight anyone on it. I guess that's true. But was so... It? Um, you two swap from the lamp to the lantern, and you're standing in front of this thing with its shadowed anatomy. So I'm gonna aim and attack with light. So you will. So you will take aim for two AP, and then just, no, take just one AP. So, uh, oh, okay. So, so keep in mind that in order to take advantage of its light-sensitive trait, he's already done that. Uh, to clarify, to take advantage of that, it's two AP. That ended last round. I thought yeah. it was on the next attack. Is on the that's on the it already happened. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, it is a it is it is a new round. Cool. It's not impacted right now. Okay. We resolved that last yep. game. Okay. So, okay. so it costs one AP. I don't have, I don't have enough AP to do. Take an AP. Take a fortune point. Take a fortune point. Yeah, <laughs> seven. Okay. Smokes. All right. So your attack is going to just you 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 stop. You raise the lantern and bear it before you and kind of thrust it into it. And you can see it start to recoil. Go ahead and make uh, your attack. It's going to be routine because you took aim. Okay, so that's for a lantern. It's actually simple range. That's why I really want to switch. Oh. <laughs> ah, so hold on a moment, um, real quickly. Remember, unless it had, if it's a simple range weapon, it cannot be used in your engagement. With this you'll need to, you'll need to move back to do that. Well, then I won't. I will. You want to take aim? No, Just I step take back. Aim, I'll step okay. Back. Do you want to move back toward the table or back toward the wall? Toward the difference machine? Whatever is the easiest to do. Okay. We'll move you. Your back is now against the wall and you're standing almost side by side with the ivory wand on the pedestal as the difference machine is kind of clicking and whirring and ticking and spitting out these scrolls of paper with these strange divots in it. Uh, go ahead and make your attack. It's going to be routine. Oh, sorry, uh, standard. Okay, 75%. 68 will do. Okay. Nice. And that's 3, so close. 12. Or 3, 68? Yes. Oh, man. You rolled a 68. Oh, it's 1. Oh, nice. So did 10s explode? No. No, there's no explosion. Tens never explode. Only Fury dice. 10s explode. All right, so 21 plus 9. That's 30 points of damage. Wow. So that's why I switched, as, guys. As Banneker steps back and opens all the vents on the lamp, he he holds it aloft and explain what happens when it's slain. What happens? What, does it, look, what does it look like? Does it shudder? Uh, like what happens to the shadow monster whenever you shine the light toward it? It starts reverberating and then just... <laughs> it's great. The thing has been... I don't know what yours did, so... It's been dispatched. No, it's perfect. It's good. You, you own that. You own it. So, the... The... Uh, the, the shadow swarm is dispatched, uh, and that brings Banneker, I believe, to the end of his end of his turn. Yes, out of AP for sure. That's right. <clears throat> but we now turn toward the other side of the cavern, where standing upon this stone pedestal that is burning with orange light is this tall, wicked-looking man. Sorry, woman. It's a woman. Uh, and she has this strange wooden mask on. She's elongated like the others. And in her hand is this long, petrified staff that she was holding aloft before. 
She is surrounded by Eugene on one side, and on the other is Lilith, or Warren as we, we, we know her as um, when she is Warren. And at this point, uh, and remember, uh, I believe that you are still hushed. You have uh, one round left on that, by the way, so at the end of this round you'll be able to speak again. Um, Eugene is still hushed by magic. So <clears throat> as, as this happens, um, she will procure from her waist a sack full of bones and rattle them and, and begin to, to incant some vile words you can't make sense of. They don't even sound like words. They sound like just... They sound like something coming from in deeper within or perhaps without the world may understand it. Um, you just don't quite make sense of, of exactly what she is saying at this point. Uh, but she is also going to channel power for three steps. So her chances to succeed uh, will be, it'll be 99 as she channels for three steps. No sixes, and she succeeded her test. As this happens, a shadow falls over everyone in this chamber in a burst template, um, and the smell of bitumen and the, the, the taste of tar lingers in the air. Um, the two of you, uh, who would be Eugene um, and um, Lilith, there is no resist for this. You were both maledicted. Uh, while you are maledicted, you will be injured on the face four or six. Oh boy. And as this happens, for her final AP, she taps the staff on the ground and raises the air once again, and you hear this crackling sound as almost the air is kind of tearing with lightning, and then suddenly stepping forth from this rip in reality is this shadow thing that kind of whirls from up above in the ceiling and begins to form somewhere out in the darkness. Way out yonder. And as you turn around, Elisa, as you're right here, you can see this thing of black shadow and green smoke manifest in the distance uh, in the cavern as if their shadow swarm has appeared. Can she see it? Uh, yes, because you can, she can see, although she doesn't have, although the light doesn't extend that far, um, it has its own light okay. as it as it manifests. Like a negative darkness. That's right. It kind of like okay. just kind of this kind of almost horizontal tear in the world just kind of tears and it kind of comes forth like the tearing of like almost like the world zipper is being opened and it just kind of manifests and then there it is and that is the end of the demon smith's turn. But that brings us to Elisa, who's apparently the only person who sees it, save for. <laughs> Save for Terwin, but we'll get to that in just a few moments. So, if I look at the light source as a weapon, it says that the distance is 15 plus perception bonus. Is that halved because of the distance? <coughs> uh, the answer is it wouldn't be halved. The distance is six yards. Okay. Full stop. Period. Okay. Yeah, okay. full stop. Six yards is your di distance for everything in this dark in in these shadows. Okay. So. Step forward. So you're a hustle forward. Uh, just to clarify, what is your what is your hustle? Uh, 
I have an eight. Okay, so let's let's clarify. So one, two, three, four, five, six. Um, okay, you're fine. I mean, you've obviously moved through squares that are not occupied by other objects. So where you're standing, you're behind. You're between these two tall pillars, and you see that from your from your viewpoint, tier one, you can see a lantern kind of reaching through the darkness, but the darkness is trying to eat the light almost like it's like a, it's like trying to pull at the, the, the light's edge, like it's fraying the light, like unnaturally so, which is a bit unnerving. But where you stop, you're between these tall, these tall um, pillars, and directly in front of you is bits of fallen rubble, but almost from you to me, where we're at, right between us is this huge barrel of gunpowder and you can see there are all these fuses wound around it up into the walls and along the ceiling along with cables that have been fastened into this the, the ceiling of the of the mine and, and to give you some perspective on what that means the height of the mine is the same height as that soffit it's very very low okay. uh, and this creature is it's it's large it's big how tall are the... So they're like hunched over. Yeah. Okay. Well, they're not hunched over because they're not humanoid. They're comprised of shadow and smoke. But the but the Siabon are, remember, they're crooked back because they walk through this place. Oh, so they kind of walk a gangly limb. But keep in mind, yeah. So just a quick, quick clarification. Well, I'm, I'm ducking. <clears throat> so you're face-to-face with a barrel of gunpowder. What do you do? Uh, so I can see the shadow monster. Though, Absolutely, you can. It. Yes, right. you sure so, can. Uh, I am going range. to go ahead and use one of these and get an extra AP. I'm going to use the two to focus my light. Okay, so yeah. take aim for two AP. Nice. Take two. Uh, so to drop its uh, damage threshold by six, and then I'm going to attack it with my lantern. Yes. So quick point of clarification for where it is standing. It currently has medium cover. That's fine. So, uh, if somebody, if one of our rules mavens around the table would be so kind to clarify what medium cover is for us, plus six damage threshold ranged uh, attacks. There you go. So, is your weapon ranged? Uh, it's the lanterns, yes. Yeah. So. Open the gates. So basically, you have a wash. That's yeah, right. And that's fine. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and so attack we're, with we're my simple range. We're right here to clarify. Here to here, so yeah. So make your test. Your test is going to be, uh, it's going to be uh, challenging because it does have cover. Okay. Uh, so a sixty-two won't quite do it. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and spend another one. Okay, I'll take that. All right. Misfortune. Thirty-three, however, will do it. Crit success. Okay. Go ahead and roll damage, and I think what I'll do is I'll actually I'll restore your fortune point pool. Oh, I'm okay with that one. Yeah. All right. Let's go ahead and roll your damage. Uh, so my damage is three d ten, so that's four, eight uh, plus my perception bonus, which is a nine, so seventeen damage. Nice. Uh, it is <coughs> not lightly, but it is moderately wounded by the light. And as you see this happen, Terra One, you can mm-hmm. see what's happening. As the light comes forward, the thing seems to almost like slowly ooze back and recoil from the light. Huh, okay. As you can as you can see, just the edge, you can see just the, the gloved hand of Elisa kind of 
lash toward with the lantern holding it before and the light seems to be driving it back as it's as whatever arms it may have it's kind of flailing outward does it look at all like the thing we saw in the crypts below uh no it looks exactly like what you saw on the island okay it's the shadow monsters from the island the thing he didn't believe in Right, but I'm, I'm just trying They're to see... They're not real. I'm, I'm trying to see how he would react versus how Adam would react. I'm trying yeah. to decide it right now. So Poorly. Uh, I'm going to think poorly, because that's how we all reacted. <laughs> we really Since did. I think half of us died in that? No, I was fine. So that brings us to Eugene Thornberry. All right. I'm not scared of you, right? I mouth words of hatred. They're illegible. And then I plunge at him with my stiletto, uh, and I'm gonna aim it. Uh, well, actually, yeah, I'll aim for one, uh, and then I'm gonna attack him. Okay. So you take aim and you lunge forward with your stiletto. Hey, guys, please, thank you. Go ahead, yeah. Yeah, aim for one, lunge for one. Uh, what's my difficulty? Uh, it is going to be. Well, let's 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 clarify something real quick. Who has light back here now? Ooh, that's a good point. Uh, so oh, I don't know. That thing on fire here. back there? The forge. Yeah, it's so the forge. that's right. So if we look back over here, there is a flame burning in the forge, and it seems to be spilling out of this iron grate across the floor. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Like it's spreading across some viscous fluid that's been sputtering from the difference engine down here for quite some time. In fact, when you look at your feet, the ground is almost kind of like, it's, it seems to be almost kind of vibrating. Remember you saw that you heard the vibrations before? <coughs> and you realize you can see kind of the, the oily kind of uh, rainbow colors kind of on top of the water. And it smells of almost like kerosene or oil or something. So you lunge out for a routine test. Mm-hmm. <coughs> so roll the attack. You're right here, obviously. Uh, that gives me a 76, and I got a 59. Nice. Well, uh, as you as you proceed to do this, uh, it is going to use a misfortune trait to try to parry. Okay. Uh, uh, my weapon is fast. Okay, so it will be a 50% chance for it to to parry. Girl zero four. Hummer Dave. So the it takes its stick and kind of knocks away your weapon. Uh, since I didn't succeed, I will lunge again. All right. Uh, so that will be standard? now. Uh, it was routine before. Uh, it was routine before, but because you're not taking aim, it will be challenging. Challenging. Okay. Uh, 56, 30 success. Nice. Uh, despite the fact it turned away the first blow, you managed to stick it with the, the pointy end. Uh, five. <laughs> five. Five points of damage. Uh, unfortunately, it is not enough to penetrate this long mantle that's wearing over its shoulders. I'll spend a point to turn that into a six. Okay. <laughs> All right. So that's gonna be six. Uh, nine. You guys don't have to give me these. <clears throat> long no. since been. Uh, Thirteen points of damage. Thirteen. Okay. Yeah. So not only is the Siobhan Demon Smith lightly wounded. It is, she is moderately wounded. Yeah! That was way worth it. Way worth it. So, uh, roll. 
A D6 chaos. 2D6, because it's vicious. Nice. Ooh. No sixes. Okay. You want to turn on to six? <clears throat> for, oh, no, not for this low level of injury. I get something really useless, like bruised ribs. Okay. As you, as you step, okay, so I will, I will say something, just to kind of give you a little bit of narrative clue here. As you, in, in your turn's over, uh-huh. as you stab her, the Siabram Demon Smith, you feel the blood singes you as you withdraw your blade away, Ooh. and you hear it go as it hits the ground. Ooh. So that now brings us to Lilith. All right, Lilith, it is your turn. Lilith will take aim for one, and then do the cult shot. Okay, so Lilith is here. (coughs) The the Siobhan Bullwhip. Oh, nice. So that's the one that will do. uh, Well, Castle Forge. Just Castle Castle Forge. Okay. Uh, So remember, Castle Forge weapons add plus. That's Maker's Mark. That's Maker's Mark. Right. Okay. So go ahead and roll roll a strike. It's routine. Okay. 77% 77% chance to succeed. And a 13 is a, is a success. Nice. Nice. That's good. Against a is that a ranged weapon or a melee weapon? It's a melee weapon. Okay. Yeah, whips are melee. Are you going to attempt to choke hold? Ooh. As you snap it around its neck, it grabs one end of it and quickly snap pulls it away as it uh, avoids the choke hold. Okay. What do you want to do? Uh, well, that's three action points, uh, so nothing, I guess. Okay. So that will bring us to the newly summoned Shadow Swarm. At this point, it is recoiling from the light, and it turns about, so to speak, um, and of course it sees Terwin. And as Terwin, as you are standing there, remind me what a burst template is. Is it 12? Is that right? 6 or 12? I can't remember. I don't have my oh. templates in front of me. Oh, here it is. Sorry. It's six so yards six. in all directions. Yeah. That's right. So, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. So, what it does is it will hustle for two yards, and it stands somewhere between the threshold of both caverns, and you hear this, the sort of sound of the air being sucked out, the sound of the air kind of being pulled in, and then suddenly there's this blast of light everywhere, uh, both toward Elisa and toward um, Terwin. And as this happens, uh, it will attempt to strike you both. So it has a 55% chance of success. I rolled a 3%. So uh, because it used its shadow strike, you cannot... You cannot dodge or parry. You can only attempt to resist using toughness. As you feel your life force kind of being drawn from you, from your mouth. So, uh, Terwin and Elisa need to attempt a to resist a toughness test. The test is challenging. 32% chance. 61. 14. 60 will succeed. Okay. That, that, okay. So, uh, you both manage to resist the attack. Uh, and it will... It will save, uh, it will actually, I think what it's going to do, um, where it's at, it's going to position near the stone, so it still gets the advantage of cover if it spends 1 AP, so it will take 1 AP to take cover, to take advantage of that again. Uh, that now brings us to Harper Clouger. Okay. Harper is intrigued by this uh, difference machine. 
So he is going to hustle on over to the to the wand because that's the nearest part of it. It is, yes. And yeah, I remember them talking about like yeah, Sammy, how like those machines need a wand in order to work. So he wants to kind of take a look at it and see if he can somehow get this wand out and shut this machine down. Uh, yeah. Go ahead and make an athletics test. This test will be challenging because it's hard to pull out. It's fastened somehow into this pedestal. All right. So with challenging, it's going to be a 52. I rolled an 83. Oof. So... Fourteen points. Reroll that. I could, or I can just try again, or I can take my time. Because um, it did take me one AP or two AP to interact with this. One AP. Okay. Then I'll spend my last AP to kind of like, hmm. I'm gonna. I would, I'm gonna start taking my time now, if that's possible. Yeah. Do it next turn. You can do that. Yeah. And keep in mind that, as an example, if Banneker had an action point. You, remember, you can assist as a reaction mm-hmm. to any test. Yeah. So you're within position here, too. So as an example, if for some reason you wanted to react, if he had a higher initiative and you wanted to use a reaction and say, I want to help you, you can do that. Okay. If you have the action point banked, or if you want to use a fortune point for that matter. But um, that brings us to uh, Terwin now. Well, Terran doesn't quite understand what's going on, and when he doesn't understand things, he sometimes makes poor decisions. So he's like, attacked for no reason. Yeah, he's uh, <laughs> he just was attacked by the darkness, and so um, he is going to. Yeah, uh, I'm assuming like I am. I am in the same state I was the session before last. Yeah. So I in, I wouldn't have any. Uh, thing different, so I would have sword and shield in hand. Yeah, absolutely. And I would uh, charge through the darkness and ground I cannot see in front oh. of me, and charge towards the shadow demon to try and hurt it with a physical object. So, um, uh, low light conditions are treated as hard terrain, so you oh, okay. can't charge or run. So cool. you have to you have to hustle. Forward. That's fine. Yeah, I can. Uh, How far can you forward. hustle? Um, I can hustle for six. One, two, three, four, five. Mm -hmm. You want to go any further? Uh, Sure, let's step one more forward. Okay. You can see Terwin step into the light, Elisa, as he finally caught up to you, and he's there. What do you say as he swings? (laughs) It's not going to work. You need light. Your weapon kind of passes effortlessly through it like it was comprised of a dream or smoke. Okay. Um, then... Fight the demon behind... The demon seeker behind us. Uh, then, upon hearing that, uh, he's gonna go ahead and start moving further inwards. Okay, uh... For so, 1 AP. Got it. So, so you could probably awesome. move to here if you want. Mm-hmm. Do you want to do that? Well, no, I'd like... She told me to go inside, so I'm gonna go inside. Yeah, yeah, so that's pass her. Through me. Okay, yeah. so You're one, two, three. You want to continue onward here? Yeah, I'll use my full movement, um, but I did not maneuver. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll get with that in a okay. moment for right. a moment here. So four, five, six. Sure. Okay. Yeah, just however yeah. I can get inside. That will yeah, that will put you close to where some of the other rubble is at this point. Um, which is good. So that now brings us to um, 
that now brings us to where you can see our kind of around the corner. We have to obviously now that we have actual grids, it's kind of hard from your vantage point to see anything. Yeah, because they are in a hard corner, but you can see kind of the backside of Warren from where you're at, uh, and you can see that that something's happening right there. You know, you I mean you. You, the player, know something's going. You, the character, know something's going. Right, on. You, right. the player, know something's clearly going on behind there. Um, do you have any action points left? No, no. I'll just. Uh, I can see these two, right? That's right. I'll say, where is it? That way. That way. I'll okay. point my lantern that way, and I can barely reach the back of Warren. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So uh, that's why you can see Warren. So, anything else you wish to do? No, that's uh, that's all my action points. Okay. So. I'm killing over here. I'll leave that just there. And now, just to be honest, did it get an opportunity attack? Uh, I probably should resolve that, yeah. So as you pass by, uh, as you pass by through this this creature, it does get an opportunity attack, and you can feel like this, something's pulling at your soul almost. As it's a 75% strike. I rolled a 59, so it hits. You can't res- obviously you. Yeah, it's you an can't, yeah, it's, you def- yeah, that's right. So uh, in return, uh, unfortunately, this means that you suffer a total of uh, 14 physical peril. You oh, as you pass through it, you feel like something's left behind. You remember that you remember what what Elisa had explained, like whenever she had been. Sl- sl- nearly slain by these things, and she had the gray streak in her hair. You feel something just kind of pull out of you, like some part of you just is now no longer there, and you manage to get around the corner. So now, uh, at the end of the round, uh, the fire begins to spread, as it is now here. You can see fire kind of pouring over the floor. Okay. It's rippling along the ground, and it seems to be traveling through this place. And you see the the demon smith look toward it, and you see her mask kind of pull back like she wasn't intending for this to happen. Um, as the fire is spilled forth from this hellish-looking engine that looks like, it looks like an Arkwright cauldron, but... It's kind of whirring with these kind of gears and leather straps. It appears to be highly um, unstable as the fire is just spilled out of its cauldron. And, it's, and it, it smells kind of like what happened when Sammy had first ignited the, the Arkwright cauldron. Like the thing is clearly out of control. The fire is spreading on the floor. And then now I need everybody to use initiative or initiative cards. Lisa, look at that. Couldn't roll a 10 on damage, but I could roll on damage. <laughs> For real. I rolled a 3. <laughs> For a total of 9. Beat you. Anything, anybody else's rolls up here I can take? Yeah, Adam's yeah. got mine. His over here. Okay. So we're doing initiative cards real quick because we are doing, of course, for those who, who are watching or those who are listening, we are using our iterative initiative now, where we actually do rounds of combat <coughs> instead of, um, yes, did last instead of, <laughs> instead of uh, the turn by turn stuff. Uh, Eleven. Interesting. So, yeah, I do like how Dan was like, "You might be able to help him if he goes before you." I was like, "Well, that's never gonna happen." Well, no, you can you can bank her. So it brings us to the top of the round, 
which brings us to Elisa, who is, remember, once again, you are positioned by the gunpowder keg, and there is the, the rubble that's taking cover behind, and behind you, you feel, you see, you see Terra just blast past you as quickly as possible through the darkness, stumbling here and there, managed to steal himself sliding into place as you move past a pool of water. And as you look at that pool of water, you smell the reek, and you look down toward it, it looks like kerosene. It looks like black oil, it looks like tar, it looks like something you can't quite put your finger on. But it, it smells, it smells volatile. The entire place, the stench is horrendous. Yes. Would I be covered in that substance, considering I was laying down in front of that position with a Albert's foot on my chest? Well, you were dra- drugged through it, so probably your clothes are covered in the, the tar or whatever it may be. Cool. Yes, it makes you more flammable. Exactly. Good, good, good. Or right. makes you flammable. I don't have a light source. Makes you so makes you more flammable. That flammable. Are already flammable. That's right. I can be resilient. From Flesh, the clothes burn, by the way. Um, so, Elisa, it is obviously your turn. Um, you kind of know where you're positioned right here. So it is behind cover. It is. It's kind of it's kind of pooling around that area, and it's kind of kind of spilling <laughs> off the walls. But it is behind cover, yes. From a mechanics perspective, if I was to move forward, would that remove its cover, or because it took an action to do so, does it keep its cover? Well, I think that if you were to step, say, here, mm-hmm. uh, or here, you would be able to address that. I think what we should consider when we talk about take cover, because remember, Zweihander is written from the perspective of abstract abstracted combat, right. and because that we are now kind of having a grid put in place, um, we should consider line of sight. So yeah. I think if you could get in a specific area where you could attack it, you could do that, like such as here. But that will pin you against the wall if you do that. So you're using the lantern, right? Yes. So you have so to you Hold on. Let her make the decision for a character. Could I, however, move to here over the rubble and Absolutely. still be at range and... You could, yeah. Use it and, okay, so I'm it'd be, it'd be one, two, three, four... So that's a hustle. Yep. So we now kind of move back to the do the hustle. We now move back to the battle cam, and we can see that you've kind of closed, you bridged the distance. You still have one yard between it and you, yep. and that, and because we're using line of sight in this case for a ranged weapon that has shrapnel, um, I think we could say that it's not going to get the advantage of of cover. I think it's fair. Then I will go ahead and shine my light at it again. Okay, just a standard, just a ranged attack? Yes. Okay. Uh, your test will be... Actually, I'm going to aim since I have an extra AP. Okay. It'll be routine. Okay. So that puts me at a 72%. A 21 will hit. Oh. Nice. Okay. Should I have a 69? <laughs> As you do that, um, can you clarify its qualities real quick for the lantern? Uh, it is shrapnel and slow. Okay. So, it is going to attempt to dodge, uh, but it has a penalty, obviously, if you use a misfortune point. So, it would normally uh, dodge at a a 60, but your attack was routine, so it's a 50. And because it's, it's a slow weapon, it moves it back to 60. So, it has a 60% chance to evade. Okay. I need to sleep my dice where I'm at. You go ahead and put the fortune points back in this. I keep I keep pulling those out, but I end up just rolling whatever I want to anyway. So, um, 60% chance to succeed. Uh, and I rolled a 0 3. Wow. Man, your tens like die. I know, it tens dies on fire tonight. So, as you shine the light, it manages to kind of disperse and kind of quickly reform back into this pillar of, of what looks like visceral looking feathers of shadow and smoke. 
is it dodges your attack. Okay. That's all my AP. So that brings us to Banneker. Well, Elise and I have been uh, doing pretty good on this tan to work on these shadow things. I finally see the boss coming in to <laughs> actually do some, you know, his actual work. So range is my deal, so I'm going to move after the shadow monster. And I'm going to tell you when we put out the fire. What fire? And I'll point. And you can see this fire <clears throat> blazing across the room. And you look down at your feet and you realize the floor is also kind of, there's, there's basically pools of this viscosity everywhere from where they've been walking and using the machine. In fact, you can see handprints all over it of this same viscous fluid as you're kind of trying to wrestle the thing out of the out of the uh, pedestal, Harper. Vanneker, what are you doing? Uh, you're, you're obviously right here. I move through Harper for that's free, right? I mean, oh well, yeah, you don't. Co- is it cost you additional okay, action points okay. to move through your friends? Good question. It's been a very long time since we used figures. Wait, yeah, we haven't used figures in a while. I just want to make sure I'm doing this right. Yep. So move through him. And I'm just gonna move over here. I have a nine. You want to move so over as long here? As I'm in range. Uh, no, that's fine. I'm like over here, like this. Yeah. Make sure, make this? sure that I just make sure that I'm within range. So How you many? you are here. Two, um, three, four, yeah. five, six, seven, eight. That's yeah. That's, that's all I got. Okay. And what do you want to do now? Um, aim for well. Hold on. Can I stand on that wall? Uh, you need two AP to get on top of it. Okay, so where are we at again? There's one. Terrible. We'll spin it around toward you here. Uh, that one's two, right? Yeah, so you'd go one, two, three, four, five. Sorry. So one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. So that's eight. There's no other way to take advantage of movement, unfortunately, from where you're at. Unless you spent more action points to stand up on top of it. If you did... I will say, if you stand on top of it, you'll be able to break its its cover. Well, then I will go ahead and use my other action to move the two on top of the wall. Okay. okay. Another hustle up there. So, ugh, you come and up on top I of it. I will use a ranged attack to... Snuck by you? Is she, she's not down here, is she? No, she's not. <laughs> so, we're just here to struggle. Yeah, we'll put, you, we'll, we'll put you up on here. I'll get a little sticky thing. Um, so, you're going to use your ranged attack. Yes. Uh, you've got... The good thing is, is that you actually have... Height, well, I, I would say height advantage would normally be beneficial, <laughs> but in a situation like this where height is more of a, it's not really, doesn't really give anybody benefit just because of the how low the ceilings are, you won't, get any, you won't get any additional benefit, but it'll just be a standard attack. Okay. Um, I think if he held it in his offhand, it would give him plus one damage. <laughs> ah, that's good. It's the quality. I'm <laughs> clever. I'll pull my clever. I'll pull my dagger out in my offhand. So you're right yeah. here, yeah, and you're shining your lantern right. toward it. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> mid next, mid next. Just just your light 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 my dagger. That's right. Check this out. Smart. Seventy-five. Roll an eighty. Oh, he's got And a fifty-six will hit. Okay. Uh, go ahead and roll damage. Yeah. Twelve and nine. Twenty-one points. Nice. Ugh. 
Himself. Himself. And one of those was a one and one of those was a two. Jeez. Yeah. How much damage did you get? I'm sorry? 21. Okay. You guys in your perception. I finally have perception. I have, there's okay. something that I do well. We as, both do this really well. We as, once again, as Banneker, Banneker, as you shine your lantern toward this thing, and it is slain, describe to us what happens. Hell yeah. Melt this time? Uh, you know what? Maybe we do something different this time. Maybe it breaks into pixels this time. It starts to pixelate. <laughs> and little flashes like, red, flashes and then of light. And then it just fizzles away. Wow. I thought it was gonna like, like Tron. Like Tron. It Trons! You just de-rezzed it. Trons. <laughs> 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 it's like the, the old Tron game. Yeah, like, and then a bunch Tron. of coins drop. <laughs> <laughs> the thing has been de-rezzed uh, as you banish the Shadow Swarm once again. And that, uh, I believe, brings us to... Can I yell one thing? Absolutely. Harper, I'll get the fire! The Shadow Swarm is clearly not here, so I will... Playing with the thing. I will remove the Shadow Swarm from the initiative, uh, because it is, it, is, it is not here. <laughs> okay. um, it is gone. Uh, which now brings us to, to Lilith. Lilith, what will you do? Lilith will... Obviously, you're over here. You will drop the... Um, the bullwhip. And just grab the demon smith. Yeah. And then she wants to chuck him into the fire. Okay. So um, he just loved her. So you want to attempt to 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 grab her? Uh huh. Okay. So you drop. She throws the whip to the ground, and she reaches out toward the circle. What happened last time when you stepped in the circle? I never stepped in the circle. Yeah, you did. I seem to recall that, in fact, you did oh, step into the circle. Oh, and just for a moment, remember what you saw as Warren went to go fetch the key inside the circle. Uh, let's cut uh, away for just a mere moment. And I want you to narrate for us what, what Lilith sees. As she steps into the circle to grab her, or reaches into the circle in this case, what does Lilith see? When so she this is like the, the circle, circle from the island. The, island. the smell of the reek is strong. These shadow creatures are clearly the same that your friends had seen when you were thrown into the darkness. What does what what happens when you reach into the circle? Uh, well, it's like this. It's like a horrible tableau of everyone that has died from the Reek. Just mountains of bodies. And, and, and Warren and, and Lilith really see like the gravity of the situation. This 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 is pure evil. This this person definitely needs to be taken out. It's just it's like this awful like hellish dimension or something like that. Just yeah. it's just a horrible, horrible scene. So I'll probably intervene at this point and say that Lilith will will not have the same reaction as Warren does. Mm -hmm. But this this gives an opportunity for Warren to seize control uh, from Lilith. And I'm going to force you uh, to attempt to do that. So uh, I need you to make a a routine resolve test to take back control of yourself from Lilith. And he can hear his name. 
73% chance to succeed. And 95 does not succeed. <laughs> not get that control. So Lilith Lilith retains control of Warren's body and you gain a permanent chaos rank. Oh snap. As Lilith is inching closer to control Warren. Heart, body, and mind. Use your marker on that if you wish. Mm -hmm. You reach forward toward the Siabrin Lilith, and your test is routine. Okay. Uh, so this is athletics? It is, yes. Okay. 70% chance to succeed. And 58 succeeds. Okay. You grab a hold uh, of the, the Siabrin, and she must resist, the demon spin, must resist uh, to escape, and she is willowy and small, so her chances are not so hot. In fact, they're going to be 35%. 91. You grab a hold of Lilith at this point, so that's one action point. Mm -hmm. What do you wish to do? Um, so from where I'm standing, I don't really have a clear path to the fire. So You, you don't, but you can drag her that yes, way by spending I'm... two action points. I'll do that. Okay. What is your what is your movement? My movement is nine. Okay. So this is treated as hard terrain when you're dragging somebody. So Warren Lily grabs her and pulls actually, her out of the circle. Actually, it's ten. Sorry. Ten. Yeah. Okay. You pull her out of the circle and you want to pull her toward the fire. Mm -hmm. I'm assuming. Yep. So she's out of the circle. Um, now keep in mind you've already made your attack this turn, mm -hmm. so you can't make another attack when you can't throw her into it the same turn. But you have her right next to the fire, both you and her, unless you want to throw yourself into the flames as well. Uh, no. That's silly. <laughs> that doesn't make sense at all. It doesn't all. make sense at all. No, um, I mean that you would resist I, that. She tried I to would, make us all I would like to note, I would like to note that as Lilith grows closer to the fire, it is... It is soothing as the warm sun on your face on a cold autumn day. All right then, burn in hell, you bitch, and it just <laughs> land like okay. just put her on top of it. Okay, just hold her Suplex down. Suplex city. Yeah. The two of them throw themselves into the fire, and oh boy, did Lilith miss? Did Lilith misunderstand the narrative cube? Or just say Lilith didn't put this in consideration because as Lilith lives for the flames, Warren does not. <laughs> as they as as Warren is on fire and you note if you remember that the Siobhan Demon Smith when she was walking her boots smoldered right. and the he the stick she's holding this fetid hell stick appears to be not made of petrified wood but of a, of, of rock hard sharp obsidian and as you throw her into the flames, she kind of recoils from the smoke as she is clearly coughing, but she's not harmed by the fire. But Warren is. Okay. So, uh, you're going to suffer fire, you're going to suffer, first off, you're going to suffer damage. Mm -hmm. Armor notwithstanding, remember. Right. So, that is uh, 12, 14 damage. Okay. And now, uh, so you're in the fire at this point. You're not caught on fire yet, though. We'll see what happens in a minute. Okay, lightly wounded. Okay. Um, so, Tara, when is your turn? Okay. Uh, 
We'll spin, I'll spin it back around toward you. So, Warren is here, and you can see that that the flames have begun to spread, and Warren grabs the Siabrin and, and literally throws himself and and the Siabrin into the fire. But the Siabrin clearly is not harmed, but Warren is, right. is burning. So, um, I can move over this rubble for two movement yep, that's points. Right. Okay. Um, so I'd like to move over the. I'm gonna hustle. So one, two, three, three four, four, five, six, six, and then that's one hustle. The second right. hustle is gonna move one, seven, uh, here. Okay. Uh, Eight, two, three, nine, ten. Yeah. Okay, so ten. Okay, oh, you gotta gotta get that's it. Makes two sense. hustles. Yep. So um, you see, Terwin closes the distance very very quickly, <coughs> and as you as you come here, I'll just. We should probably technically they're on the here. Let's do this because I think we need to indicate that they're actually in the flames. Mm -hmm. okay. So let's just do this for now. We'll assume that's all fire where right. they're standing. So that means you can feel the heat as you kind of come face to face, and you can see Terwin's eyes just like they're they're glazed over as you're yeah. face to face with with literally the family curse. Mm -hmm. Come join me, Forrester. <laughs> I'll join you soon enough. What will you do? Uh, angry that um, the fire is being denied, uh, Terwin will uh, uh, strike out towards the uh, uh, person who seems to be at home in the fire. Yeah, she look. She has this. She has these long, long kind of features, and she's wearing this mantle over her shoulders that looks like it's made of snake skin, like almost like a duster that kind of gathers around her neck with a hood. And she has these long kind of bare legs. Otherwise, not like bare, but like bare clothing. Yeah. Uh, and she's not wearing any sort of boots. In fact. Her toe, she has human-like toes. It looks like a person who's just like in a cardboard and stretched to strange proportions. Um, Would she be technically on the ground? No, she's not. She is not. I tried. I tried. <laughs> um, so, uh, you, you cannot win. You cannot win with your throwing today. What would you like Never. to do? Uh, just uh, perform a melee attack. He will uh, take the sword and he will um, make a sideways motion in the neck area. Okay. Let's see if to see if he strikes. You bet. Okay, go ahead and roll the strike. Uh, because you were striking somebody in the middle of a fire and you're face to face with the heat and the smoke in your throat, it's going to be a challenging test. Okay. Um, fortunately, I have this uh, focus and bladed, uh, so I'm not doing anything with peril. I get my full... Nice. Um, focuses are important. Yes, focuses are super important. So challenging will be 60%. Okay. Roll the strike. And uh, I roll a 100. Oh, Oathkeeper, using that to avoid the critical failure. Is there a roll now? No. A standard no, failure. It's, it's a standard failure, but I could use a fortune point to reroll. That's what I mean. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think I'll go ahead and use that fortune point. Okay. okay. I'll take that misfortune point. I have two misfortune points. We have two fortune points, three fortune points. There's <coughs> me. Starting off tonight with crit failure. Alright, so we're <laughs> right here. And a uh, uh, 67 won't do it. Oh! 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 Two away. Terwin swings once, it does not connect, and tries once again, and unfortunately the blade does not touch the Siabrin, who is standing amid the fire that continues to burn. Eugene Thornberry, it is your turn. Uh, do I have a like, line of sight slash 
to be able to charge that Siobhan? Uh Great question. Uh, the answer is, uh, yeah, you need to, so you need to move at least three yards to charge. Uh-huh. Um, so you you can do that. Okay. Um, sure. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna charge it. Okay. Uh, and I believe I have my speech back now. You do. Uh, I'm gonna shout. Darwin's here. We're saved. As he rushes in with, as Eugene rushes in with uh, his, with his rapier, the uh, stiletto, the stick has reach as the as it's standing amid the flames. Before you can meet it, it makes an opportunity attack. Yes, sir. Um, its chances to strike are seventy. Zero seven. Wow. Okay, with my professional trait, I would like to parry for him. Okay, uh, you are unfortunately not engaged with him. Yeah, yeah. So uh, this is this is once again just to clarify. This is once again where where we have to start looking at the way grids are set up. Mm -hmm. It's a hard corner, and you're not engaged with him, unfortunately. So you can't do that. Well, I, I am engaged, but it's not. But it's a hard corner. That's yeah, right. Hard, yeah. This, you keep, it just, yeah. So also this is with reach. I think it, it technically provokes before I'm moving. Oh, that's right. Yeah, okay. That's right. So um, you're hit. Um, and as you as you come in, uh, so it's two d six because it is large. You used to have an eight. And oh god, um, yeah. So it's going to do damage. It's going to do. God, I hope those aren't my last words. Shitty words. I know. Uh, Seventeen damage, and the the okay. as the stick strikes Eugene, you hear this. Sort of sound as you see the, the air kind of kind of like ripple outward as you need to resist using uh, athletics. <laughs> What's the difficulty? <laughs> uh, it's going to be it's going to be challenge or sorry hard. Oh, fail! Yeah. Here's <laughs> as the as the weapon is disarmed upon contact. Okay. As you see the the stick swing one to ground once again. And it kind of it slowly strikes him, and he, the weapon. Did, like imagine like hitting a telephone pole as hard as you can with a baseball bat. Like it's ah, you can help it drop as it falls just outside of easy reach. So do you want to make an attack with your hands? Well, first, I'm seriously wounded. So you're gonna have to. Oh, you're seriously wounded? Yeah, and don't forget, you also Ooh. injure me on four plus. Was four plus or four, five, four, it's four six. six? Four and six. You're, you're four and six. So four, five, four, five, and six. Oh. So four plus. Moderately, seriously. <coughs> oh. Oof. That was four plus. I need to double check something here on a spell. Okay. It spells D A D. I roll a four and a five. So it does not do an injury. However. The stick, the power of the stick, takes him off of his feet, prone. Oof. Well, that doesn't bother me. Why is that? Because I have handspring. So I hit the ground and kip right back up. One AP. Zero. 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 Should you see? Cartwheels to his feet. Charge momentum is now ruined. I take it. Probably so. I think so. Yeah. It's fine. I'm still gonna punch. I'm gonna punch. So you're fighting somebody with a, 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 a magical stick, if you will. Uh -huh. The Hellworker's stick, we're going to call it. Um, <laughs> this is what it is. And with your with your mailed gloves, you kind of come forward. I'm a librarian, sir. Lily li hands. Lily, lily hands. Softer than boiled okay. cabbage. Right. Are you trying to do light damage with how white you are? Yeah, I am. Just, uh, can I focus? Your, your, te your test... <laughs> 
because this all happens very quickly, I'm going to kind of safely assume this is probably a challenging test. That's fair. Simple melee, right? Yeah, yeah simple <laughs> melee. Ah, uh, two success. Oh. <laughs> So nice. I'll give you a hand for that. And there's, yeah, this big, there's this kind of thin hand that goes crack, more like a slap than a punch, until he follows it back up with an uppercut beneath the mask. Yeah. Heal damage. Eat it. Uh, I'm going to turn it into a six with a point. Well, <laughs> nice. Okay. It's three. But oh, come on. Forget that garbage. Come I'll, on. We need damage, friend. Uh, so I'll turn it into a six. Uh, 14 points of damage. Wow. <laughs> Hey, I charged, got knocked prone, so, and disarmed, got back up. It's not lightly, she's not <laughs> moderately, but she is seriously nice. wounded. Roll yeah. 2d6. I'd have my stiletto, it'd be Krebus. Or it'd be 3d6. I, I got nothing. It's a forge point slot there, can I turn it into a base 6? Not with my fist. Okay. So lame. <laughs> Alright, so your turn's over. And um, now it is my turn. So, uh, the 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 Demon Smith uh, at this point um, will <laughs> will turn toward both Lilith um, and toward um, Eugene, and with the stick in one hand. You see this brass bell procured from its waist, tong, 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 and as it, with every strike of the hammer, there's this kind of like, boom, 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 this like a movement in the air around it. I was going to attempt to cast the inverted doom. Uh, this test is going to be um, probably hard, so I'm going to have the Seabra and Demon Smith channel for three steps again. Uh, so that will make it, um, if Doom is 30, upside down, it's it'll, be, it'll be 60% chance to succeed. <laughs> so 60% chance. Right, your old ocean for Zero six. What? And I think that we may have a cast manifestation with cruel tutelage Ooh. as it invoked a, is it, is it, uh, channeled power with a lesser magic spell. However, as this spell happens, with the inverted doom, uh, those who are caught in a cone template, which means you two need to resist with a challenging, um, excuse me, a ch challenging athletics test. It's nice knowing you, Tips on this gear. I mean, I've got shield. Critical fail 100. Oh my oh, god. Man. <laughs> Do you have any of these? No, I still don't have any. Did you fail too? Shut up, yeah. pacifist. So, uh, as this happens, um, unfortunately, this is not good. Um, what? As the brass bell strikes, suddenly they are pinballed off the wall and the ceiling go bouncing. Bam, bam, bam. Thrown against each wall, the ceiling, the floor, through the other room for a number of yards equal to 2d10 plus willpower bonus. As the world turns upside down, I'll tell you exactly how many times it turns upside down. 9, 10, 11, 
11 plus 9, so 20 times the roll is turned, and you suffer 20 plus 25 falling damage. And your armor does count toward this for falling. It's good. So you all are thrown 20 yards. So we'll go. We're just going to make, we're going to have to, we're going to come to make this up a little bit. So we're going to play with some figures. So 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20. Bye, Eugene. Bye, Eugene. We'll put you right here. Does that take into account my critical bit? Uh, 1, 2, 3, 4, we get to that in a moment. 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20. Oof. As this happens and you critically fail, it gives it an action point to use immediately, which it will proceed to disengage with Terowin. And it has no action points left because it channeled and cast a lesser magic spell. But I do have this beautiful fortune point that I can use, this fortune point I can use to move it back into the circle. And disengages too. Disengages too. That's right. Sorry, my apologies. So we'll spend those two misfortune points. Cast magic lessons. So to, to clarify, so it gained a free action point to to dis to so it's going to use a for, misfortune point to disengage. So it has two AP there, and then use the other fortune point to actually hustle over. Now its turn is over. Okay. It's finished. So that brings us to. Harper. The fire proceeds to spread oh, right sorry. in front of you where you're at, Terwin. The, the fire is growing. Harper, it's your turn. Harper remembers mention of a owner's manual, so as part of his taking his time, he's going to read that. <laughs> How do I do this again? Okay, so the good thing is that you have the benefit of taking your time. Yep. Um, and if you want to go ahead and do that now, I think. This is basically the rest of your action points right. at this point. That now makes it routine. And it was athletics before, right? Yes. Sorry, 62. Uh, 19, success. Okay. As he pulls free this, it looks like an ivory wand about the length of a forearm, but you see it's kind of, it's rigid in some places, taking hard 90 degree turns and seems to almost form like this kind of strange looking forked key that kind of wraps over itself back and forth, almost like a, what they call it, like the, what's, the, what's the staff of a, um, yeah, yeah the, the staff, but it's like at hard right angles. Um, and see so you, you procure it forth from there. And just across the way, you can see this basin. Um, unfortunately, I don't have a basin over here. But you see this basin where there's this 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 green stone that's literally almost it's seething and boiling in the water. It looks like a holy water font right here. So we will move this from the battle map now because you do. So put down the ivory wand on your character sheet. Yeah, I think I would have one more because I spent one from last round. Then three usually is what it takes. That may so be true. One last. Yeah. So then I'll hustle over to the. the, the go. Over to the no, over, over here. To the other one, the seating one. What's your what's your movement? Uh, what's 10, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7. Here is fine. Is yeah. Okay. Okay. Cool. You're right beside it. So you're right beside the 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 seating stone in the boiling water. So that now brings us to initiative for everybody. 
So we'll collect cards, please. So quick heads up, we've got two fortune points and one misfortune point remaining. Banneker, of course, yeah, not surprising. Mid <clears throat> max, mid max, break the rules. Not all breaking rules. Play the game to win. That's right. Uh, anybody else got any initiative action here that I need to put up? No. Okay. Banneker, you are at. You see. You see Terran being thrown through the air. Uh, by the way, um, did, did it, what what damage condition did you, either of you land at? Oh, I'm slain. What? Slain. 25 damage? I am I was slightly when we started. Mm -hmm. uh, the hit as I got disarmed put me at seriously, and throwing me across the room put me at slain, and I have zero fate points. Whoa. Yep. Oof. Eugene lies dying. Yeah, I, I, behind you, Harper. gasping, gasping for air on death's door. Yeah, I think I think Harper was just so like zoned in that he didn't even like realize it. <laughs> I just don't think you've realized I'm not getting up. Yeah, like you've seen me like get mauled by a yeah. boar. Or... You saw me got you know put down like almost immolated in the spot by a giant cone of fire. You're like he's a tough kid. He'll make it out. Yeah, Lorenites are hard to kill. They won't leave me alone. Right. I don't even think you'll worry about can Yeah. So let's uh, let's let's intervene for a moment and let's say that if you wish to save, if you wish I'll to save play. Eugene, and it has to be somebody who has a maybe a love hate relationship with an Alorinite. Like I, I guess I would try to save. Him. <laughs> so I think as I start to move towards the the seeding stone. I realize that he's not moving, and go. Okay, I have to. I have to help him, and then instead, hustle over to okay. Eugene. So, we're going to we're going to take just a moment to really talk about what happens in the darkness because this is going to require an expenditure of a fate point from you, knowing that you have been. That the that the martyr is talking to you. What what do we see as you as you are near Eugene? Like what do what do we what does what do we what do we hear? What do we see? What are you doing? I think what you would see is um, like Harper would obviously like kind of get on his knees and like try to like assess because I mean, he does. Am, am I like dead dead right now, or am I like dying? Like you're, this is my last gasp. You're dead. I'm dead, dead. Yeah. Okay. So I mean, I think what he would do is they would he would essentially try to like lay on hands, like put his hands on the, the chest of Eugene and start praying to the martyr that uh, you know that this man is a good man. That uh, you know, even though he is an Aloranite, he does <laughs> <laughs> you know that shouldn't really be held against him because he's proven himself like over and over again. Uh, to be like one that would stand up for the right side, mm -hmm. and I do feel like this man could be an example of what a good Alorite could be. He's still an Alorite. He's still an Alorite. But I feel like dying. I love how good. I feel like he could be like how a Lauren could be, perhaps. Maybe. This is Mike's moment, please. Yeah. So. Perhaps a bit of prayer to to the martyr and to a Lauren to see if they would, on behalf, you know, of those two gods, 
bring him back. That's good. So it is going to require a fate point yeah. to attempt to do this. I'll do it. And it is an attempt. The question yeah. is, how much of how many of your order ranks will you also sacrifice? All three. All three? Yeah. Okay, that will make your test trivial heal. Alright. So let's hope this doesn't happen like radiator where I always critically fail on him. <laughs> I have personal bad luck to get healed. Yes, you do. All right. So, so that is a 79. And that is really cracked. But that is a 7. That's a 37. Success. As you lay on... So what happens as you lay on hands? What 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 do what do you see? And what does Eugene see as his eyes begin to flutter open? I would think that like Harper really does feel the connection to the martyr at this point, in which case I'm going to go ahead and spend the hundred or the you know, level up that I've been waiting on to get incantation, um, and then um, I automatically get those spells, but I won't spend. But uh, yeah, so Harper would feel yeah this, and then um, yeah, I think he just feels like that the life force almost draining out of him and into Eugene. Uh, can I do what I would see? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So Eugene, you were you were thrown through the darkness, and 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 there's a there's there's a moment where you're flying through the air, and you realize this is the end. Like, what is going through Eugene's mind in this moment as he's as he's walking towards the doors yeah, of the well? He, he's glancing off parts of this cavern when things go dark, and he hits the ground. And, like, his last thoughts are, like, this is it. Hexenstern sent me here. I'm going to die here. Like, should I have really followed orders this blindly? Uh, and then he's, like, his eyes flutter, and it's not, it's not the cavern he sees at first. It's this cold, ashen waste that he thinks at first is snow, and he realizes it's ash. And it's this, like... He sees the pillars behind him, and he mistakes it for the windmill back at Stowe. And he looks up, and he sees what he assumes at first is this blood crimson woman of the statue he stole. And then, like, his vision starts to clear more and more and more, and he sees it's Harper. And he, he's realizing, like, all these things he holds true are all being proved rapidly wrong. Like, I'm being sent here to die. The shadow creatures exist. Harper is a pacifist, and he was once the greatest killer I've seen. And then, like, all these things are just boom, 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 fail, 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 fail. And he's just, like, trying to come to grips and laying around on the ground, and he's just, like, he doesn't know what to do. God damn it, don't you leave on me. So as you're, you're pulled forth <laughs> from the ashen landscape, and you feel this wetness on your back of blood as you're restored to um, your your damage condition track. You're moved three steps up because he sacrificed three order rates for this. Okay. As you feel this warmth fill your body and your bones. Okay. As, as he pulls you to your feet. I'm just, I'm just gonna lie. I don't even say anything. I just look at Harper's eyes and he's like, so got my hand. And I, just, I just slowly nod to him. So we'll assume that only Harper and Eugene have this moment. Nobody else knows this is happening. As we turn back to, now we need to turn to 
Warren. Warren, what was your damage condition track after you fell? Seriously wounded. Okay. Uh, so we need to roll 2d6 chaos ice, please. It was a spell. Does it do an you, injury? You fell. Falling, okay. falling damage. damage. Okay. Nope. Okay. So you are thrown to the ground some number of yards back. As you look around, you can see you see that you can see um, Banneker kind of duck as you're thrown through the air and you skid across the ground, slamming up against this pillar where you're at. Banneker, you can see that Warren's literally lying on the ground no more than a few yards in front of you, right beside Elisa. Right here, you're here. What are you gonna do? It's your turn. Uh, well, there's nothing here to kill. Warren, are you alive? <coughs> she nods. Lilith nods or Warren nods? Warren does. <laughs> Alright, is it back in there still? Yeah. Alright, I'm going in. So I will hustle in. And What's your movement? Nine. Okay. All this, what I'll do is, was, since you guys can't reach this very well, I'll just yeah. maximize your movement. Thank you. Yeah. So, <laughs> just makes that, sense. So, so much easier. One, two, three, four, five, six, uh, seven, eight, nine. Okay. And as you get here, you can't quite see inside, but that's the end of your first hustle. You're on top of the rebel, but you know she's in there, and you can see Terwin, and the flames are framing him. Almost like some some great portrait of a burning saint. As he's not recoiling from the flames, he kind of turns around, his eyes wide and glassy. You can see it beneath the visor of his helmet. You can see that thousand-yard stare looking right through you. So you've made one hustle so far. Uh, I'll, then I'll make the other hustle. I didn't draw my sword at the beginning, so... Yeah, so yeah, remember we gave some freebies in that last a few last few couple combats, so we'll we'll put that rule in place just to keep it in mind. So, so you want to come and engage with it? Well that I can't draw my sword, right? That's right. Well you can. I mean you've only spent one action point so far to hustle. You've only moved nine yards. But I mean an action point to draw my sword. Yep. Yep, that's right. Uh, and you've only got your lantern in hand. Stay there. Do you want to continue moving? You want to hold your AP? Uh, it's like a drop and knock, but it still wouldn't help. No, uh, how many of those are left? Two of those are left? Yeah, two fortune points, one misfortune. Because we're going to have to really put out this fire. Um, all right, I'm going to pull my sword and move up. Yeah. All right, you want to just close the distance then? Yep. Okay. You draw your weapon and you close the distance. Lantern in one hand, and what sword do you have in the other? I have a hunting sword. Nice. You draw the hunting sword. We drop the lantern right where I'm at, and okay. There's the lantern light here. beside you. Boop. There we go. And I will use that extra to attack. Cool. So you're right here, and you are going to strike out at the Siobhan uh, Demon Smith, who's now standing in the circle once again. Need this thing to die. Your test is going to be uh, routine because it is it's large. Okay. She is large. She's big. 
That is a 75% chance, and that is a 16. Nice. Guess when we pull it up, uh, go ahead and roll damage. Six, six. No. Come on, guys. Uh, you guys want me to do it again? You want me to take that last one? Table talk here. Yeah, we should probably keep that last okay. one. Okay. And that is 10 points of damage. Nice. Uh, she is now, let me moderately, lightly, moderately, seriously. Uh, yeah, so I actually miscalculated. She is grievously wounded. You do have four on there. Yeah, she's grievously wounded. So, um, that's right. I, I didn't write this lightly, moderately, right. seriously, grievously. And with the final blow. You killed like everything. Slash! You bring the you weapon <laughs> down to bear and... And as opposed to, and I would like, as opposed to, um, how do you narrate? We're actually going to roll percentiles. Roll? Yeah, yes. roll. I haven't got to do that yet. Ah. I love roll for this. Big money, big money. 61. 61. So close to a 69. All right. So here <laughs> is what, here is what unfolds as your weapon tears into the sea iron demons. What was the roll again? I'm sorry. 61. 61. Your weapon drives through the Siabran's shoulder and carries on into the chest cavity. In shock, they slide slowly off your blade onto the ground, an ever-winding pool of blood, where they remain twitching until inevitable death. And as the blood spatters everywhere, its demonic gift takes effect. You must resist with coordination as the blood burns like fire. Uh, it is going to be a hard test for you, unfortunately. It should be hard. <coughs> Six. Six. Seven. 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 Guys, look at that. Oh, wow. 26 on the nose. You feel, you hear this hissing and spattering as its blood is hot. It burns like flames. As you can feel the heat behind you and Terran is nearby, and you can hear the groaning of Warren somewhere nearby, and you look around and you see that Harper brings Eugene up to his feet, and there's this moment between them where they can unlock arms and give a slow nod toward one another. And we will take a quick break as combat is over.
69's a critical success, and welcome back to Big Brothers. So, as the Siobran is dispatched by Banneker's blade, the woman falls to the ground, tumbling, and the fire in the hearth is slowly spreading across this viscous, 
this viscosity across the floor of the cavern, around the pillars. You see that, that see, again, my apologies, uh, Terwin is inching back further and further, holding the shield in front of him as to not be burnt. And the, the stench of the reek is readily apparent in this place. It's overwhelming. And that's when you hear something deeper with the cavern, you hear this muffled ba-boom. And then there's a sudden the ceiling starts shaking and shambling as rock and dust falls to the ground. And you can see little flames like burning snakes all along the ceiling and the walls. It's between the crevasses and those little iron those iron thing rings that were hammered into the wall. All the fuses are lit at once and burning and snaking out everywhere. Run! Run for the chopper! You pull him to his feet, mm -hmm. and you can see still the difference engine is still running. Yeah. And there's this this basin of water, like a holy water basin, and it's boiling and bubbling. Yeah. I'm going to uh, nod at uh, Eugene and be like, come on, help me figure this thing out. Yes, yes, of, of course. We still bits, got work to do. Bits of dust and rock fall over yeah. your head. You all collect together very quickly in front of the difference engine. We, we need to run. Where? Where? What are you doing? I'm looking at this machine trying to shut it off. We gotta figure out what it does. Uh, what, what was it to analyze what it does? Well, no single skill would be able to deduce that in the amount of time that you have before this place collapses. Uh, I mean, like, to remove the, the sear. Oh, yeah. so, well, there is a, as I described, there's a basin of water, like a holy water font, mm -hmm. and there's water sitting in it, and in the center of the water is this smooth green stone, and it's burbling in the water, like it's boiling, like a pot full of water boiling. Mm -hmm. It's a stone centered right in the middle of the water on the pedestal beside it. Can I attempt to figure out what that stone is? Harper's just thinking, if we don't have the time, uh, he's just gonna grab his backpack and just like scoop it in. So you're gonna empty everything out of your backpack? Yeah, so like dumping the backpack and then just like scoop it. So just to be clear for a moment, Elisa, you're looking at the stone and it looks, well, you don't need to make a skill test for this. It's hot. It's boiling hot. It's seething in the water, just like just like the uh, the um, saltpeterman described. You'll, he's talking about the seed stone and the ivory wand, and you can see in one of um, in, in, in one of Harper's hands is this crooked-looking ivory key. And as he pulls the the stone out, like, it, it seems to match some diagram you recall seeing in the La Vinci house that, that showed, like, it's called a seed stone. And the seed stone had some sort of process to, to alchemize it. Unfortunately, uh, that is all contained uh, in uh, the original works that were taken from the La Vinci house, which I believe you have. I do. So you wouldn't be able to recount, you don't really know what the process to alchemize it right now in the moment, but you know you have it in the book. So whatever the, whatever the process is, is produce the seeding stone. So what I'd like for you to do is mark up all your trappings. Oh yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna write up everything that was in that bag. So you see like a red cat mushroom, a laudanum, a tincture, any food that he's had, 
everything. The tobacco, the smelling yeah. salts. He doesn't have a powder flask anymore. Is is the intention for you to to kind of shuffle through what's down here, or do you want to attempt to find a way out? Out, out. Yeah, I mean, should we go up to that yeah. spare room? There's a there was a hidden door. Yeah, a hidden door there. That's where the children were. Well, I guess we know the way we're going now. I mean, I don't know if that's the right way, but uh, the fuses are lit. I don't know that it matters at this point. We pick a way and we go. Uh, so we need to shut this thing down before we go. Fuck this thing. I want to live. This thing's going to go one way or the other. Out is more prevalent right now. But this gunpowder, these mines, they could reach under the city. What city? We're not under the city. We're not that far. We're really far. We're in the goddamn salt flats. I'm moving towards the elevator. I don't care. I want to live. I don't give a shit about this thing. I'm running to the elevator. Uh, I'll start moving towards the elevator. I'm going to turn back to Harper before I fully leave and go. What did you do with Bruno? Oh, I left him with his buddy. Where are they? Upstairs. Run to the elevator. Yep. I'll Let's go back upstairs. Right, wrong. Wait, grab her staff, run to the elevator. Ah! <laughs> okay, so put Hellworker stick on your character sheet. It has an encumbrance value of three. Okay. You grab the stick, and you can hear these explosions as you're rushing through the inky black darkness. And he hears ba boom, ba boom, ba boom. The sounds of this place is collapsing. Does it sound like it's coming from below or above? Or can it's, we tell? it's kind of hard to or tell. Confidence, and we just can't tell. Shit, but this will Shit. actually provoke right. a chase scene. Good at this. Good at this. Good at this. We will need we? the game master folio to track everything. <laughs> Just finish your good Well, you're doing all right. Yeah, I'm not terrible anymore. Okay. First, Terwin, what is your brawn bonus? 11. Oh, wait, that's right. This has changed. Harper, brawn bonus. Oh, man, it's five. Elisa. Three. Warren or Lilith? It's Warren. Okay. And it's 11. Jesus. Banneker? Uh, Braun is three. Yeah. Is it now? Oh, yeah, my Braun's terrible. Eugene? Six. We have nice. a minus one because of our... All right. You quickly come to... You come to the left. You... Begins to slowly lift, carry you upward. You all need to make... Roll 1d10. And add your... Perception bonus. We'll go first with Tara. Tell me your value. Oh, oh. Uh, Eleven. Okay. Harper. It was a D10 plus my. What was it? Perception. Oh, perception. No, sorry, not perception. Agility. Sorry. Oh, agility. agility. Oh, I have an eight. Damn. Eight. Okay. Lisa. Fourteen. Warren. Eleven. Banneker. Ten. Eugene. Thirteen. What was I getting? Okay. With agility, I had nine. Okay. As you're going up the up the um, up the uh, lift. By the way, this is a 
long chasing nine rounds. Rubble is falling all over around you as rocks are going to drop, clank, bunk, brack, as they are striking the wood as it's coming up. And you see, Harper, that you are kind of caught unawares. Go ahead and make an agility test to dodge. Sorry, make a coordination test to dodge a dropping rock. This test will be routine. All right, 60. 46. Okay. Clunk, it breaks into two. The stone is still seething in your backpack as you sling it over your back and the water's kind of seeping through it. It's, yeah, it's not it's, it's waterproof, but I think it's not seeping through. Okay. It's inside there with the wood that you feel the stones yeah. weight in there. Alright. Okay. The le- the lift comes to a stop. Clud. You disembark and begin running through the tunnels. Terwin, roll again. D10. Ooh, I got a uh, 13. Okay. Harper, what'd you get? 11. Okay. What about yourself, Ben, Elisa? Nine. Warren? 10. Banneker? 11. <laughs> Eugene? 14. Wow. You all begin barreling through. Harper just at some number of yards behind you as he's shuffling through the darkness as you have. Who dropped their lamp down below? Banneker. Banneker. But he's got the lantern. He's got, I got the a lamp, lamp. And she's got a lantern. I took my lantern, right? Yeah, I have a lantern. I have an extra lantern in my bag. Yeah, I have a lantern. It's all right. And a lantern shield. Lamp's all right. <laughs> so you have light, which is good, but poor Harper. Um, the rocks are falling all around you. Roll another uh, a coordination test. This test is going to be standard this time. Standard 50. That's 07. Nice. Clut, brack. The, ro- the rock breaks across the floor. You can feel the tunnel. Here's boom, boom. As you come up and you're running through these tunnels, you see these snaking fuses like moving faster than you can run as they're spreading like these burning snakes all through the caverns, every which way you can see. As you stumble through the bodies of the Seabrant interlopers you left here before, as you can see the rail track as you're moving toward the chamber where you saw the children in, but you're not quite there yet. Terwin, you need to roll. Everybody roll, as a matter of fact, D10 plus your agility bonus. Terwin, what'd you get? I got a six. Oof. Okay. Harper? 17. Right, Harper catches up. Elisa, what'd you roll? Ten. Nice. Elisa sprints forward, coming around the corner in the darkness, almost stumbling over the tiny bodies of the children who were ritualistically slain, probably by the demon, Seabrin Demon Smith down below, bringing us to Warren. Ten. You join Elisa and recoil in horror at the sight of the children. Banneker. Ten also. Banneker is there side by side with you as you're both frantically searching for that sliding stone where they came through. Eugene. Ten. Eugene goes to the wall. He grabs a hold of this stone lever and flips it up at the door. It's not moving fast enough. You're kind of hopping up and down, waiting for it to open faster. Come on, come on. The thing is far too heavy. Things are getting tense. 
Terwin. There's just enough room for you to slide through if you wish to do so now. Go ahead and roll, everybody. Sure. What'd you get? Uh, yes, I got the best roll ever. I got a four. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Oh, man. Oof. Okay, Harper, what'd you get? Thirteen. Okay. Elisa? Twelve. Twelve. Elisa quickly slides through, unsurprisingly, moving very deftly through the, the opening, and she grabs a hold of Harper and pulls him inside. Warren. Sixteen. Warren comes right behind you, pressing past both Elisa and Harper inside this dark chamber as the light begins to fill it. And you can see there these strange stone stone kind of beers within the wall where perhaps the Siaban were sleeping. This whole place is very strange. Banneker, what'd you get? Fifteen. So I, can I split some of that? Can I grab the boss man and shove him? Can I give him five of mine? Uh, we'll we'll, we'll find out. Mine, we'll or? find out in just a moment. Okay. So far, he's got the lowest value. Eugene, what'd you, what'd you get? I also got a 12. And if I, if I see Harper or Tierwin lagging behind, I would want to try and help them. Okay. We'll do that in just a moment. Dodging through libraries. So, let's see if Tierwin actually can catch up with you. Because you all slide through the darkness, and he's just kind of looking around as you see the light trailing in front of you. As he turns around, roll a, an awareness test. This test will be challenging. Challenging, it'll be 31. Oh, oh, oh. And a 53 won't do it. Okay. You search in earnest as you will lag behind. Uh, Unless you re roll. Use it. Use it. Okay. You might need it to you not die. I'm yeah, pretty sure points. dying isn't. A 15. Succeed. Yes. Nice. <laughs> okay. Worth it. Everybody roll. You turn around with a spotlight banner, you grab Terrence and start pulling him forward. Elisa, you are slowed, as you must reduce your value by one. So, what'd you get, Banneker? Sorry, Terrence, my apologies. Uh, I got five. It's better. Harper, what'd you get? I got a 14. I can't even get a five. Elisa, what'd you get? A nine with a minus one. Okay. I haven't rolled above a four. A six, yeah. Warren, what'd you get? I got a ten. Banneker. Ten. I can't hit somebody for less than ten. <laughs> Eugene, <laughs> what'd you get? It's nine. <laughs> Oof. Terowin searching in earnest. You do not see them once again as they've disappeared in the tunnels. As you must take a moment and assess the situation. Roll a routine scrutinized test. You saw them pass around the corner, but the road splits in two and you can see light bouncing back and forth. You're not sure which path to go down. 51. Boss! Where the hell are you? Uh, 58, Wanda. You hear the echoes of them down the hall as you feel you are impacted by mental peril. As you will suffer uh, 12 mental peril. Uh-oh. And you start to panic. I am starting to panic, alright. I'm ignoring three skill ranks. Oh! <laughs> you can feel your heartbeat in your ears at this point. You turn around and you don't see Terwin anywhere. Everyone, are we needs... seeing fuses still? Yes. Ah! You can hear the explosion slip from below and above. But you feel that you're, you're not sure if you're going deeper down or further up. You have no clue at this point. We're not blowing up, so we must go in the right direction. But we don't see Terwin. <laughs> no. No. Terwin, everybody roll to D10 and add your jelly bonus. 
Yeah, yeah. Get away. It's getting worse. It's worse. Harper, you must reduce your roll by one. Elisa, you must reduce your roll by two. Okay. So Tara, what'd you get? Four. He rolled a one. Oh my god. Harper, what'd you get? Oh man, I got a twelve. You can feel that you are growing winded. Wait, now is it? It's D10 plus your agility bonus, not your movement, right? Uh-huh. Okay, cool. Then do it right. Elisa, what'd you get? Seven. Warren. Sixteen. <laughs> Warren's like, fuck out of here. Give me the same. Fanneker, sixteen. Wow. Eugene. Eight. We have the exact same movie. Eugene, you look around in earnest for Terwin, and you call out toward him, and you swear you can see somebody moving in an adjacent tunnel, but you're not sure if it's him. Do you want to take a look? Yeah, okay. I would go back for him if I, okay. if I don't see him. I Can I say one thing before Absolutely. I go? I say, Elise, give me my shield! Because it's the only source of light that I would have on hand. And Elisa will hand it over. Okay. Captain America is it to me. You will reduce your movement as you double back for Terwin. Everybody... Roll a d10 and add your agility bonus as we're on the seventh of nine rounds. Okay, okay. I'll take it. Okay. Harper, reduce your value by two. Yeah. Lisa, reduce your value by three. <laughs> Eugene, reduce your value by one. Banneker, we had an account for you. You reduce your value by three. Okay. Yeah. So, Terran, what'd you get? Four. Oh my god! Harper, what'd you get? Thirteen. Oh no. Elisa. Twelve. Born nine. Oh, you won't die. <laughs> Banneker fifteen. That's why I said Eugene, I, I still, still looking for Terwin. Yeah, I'm still looking for him. I would stay back and look for him. Do I still see the others ahead of me? No, you've lost sight of him. In fact, you hear this sound right in front of you as the rubble crashes down around both you and Terrence. You both must make a cha- a hard coordination test as the rock falls everywhere, collapsing. This is, this is my Bane test. <laughs> this is the one that hates me the most. 17. 25 out of 19. Oh. I got an 8 out of 17. So did you both succeed? <laughs> no, I failed. You failed. Uh, I'm sorry. You failed, did you? 52. I, I failed. I just yeah. failed. Rock falls all over Eugene. So he suffers nine damage. Falling deals injuries, right? Uh, maybe. What's your current condition track? Seriously wounded now? Uh, you need to roll 2d6. This will be it. No, no injury, thank golly. Oh, he manages to pull his leg out from underneath the rock as Terran pulls him to his feet, and the two of you look around, you've got the lantern shield in hand, you know what direction they went, you must run. It's the eighth of nine rounds. You stubborn bastard, let's leave! <laughs> Terran, roll. Please roll. Everybody, roll. What'd you get, Terran? Ooh, I got a, uh, I got a nine. Okay, Harper, Eight. subtract three. Elisa, subtract four. Banneker, yeah. subtract four. I'm subtracted, I believe. Hold on. Okay, what'd you get, Harper? Eight. Okay. 
Elisa? Minus four is ten. We know beats come on. I'm sorry, nine. 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 Okay. Morin, what'd you get? Fifteen. Morin's he's, he's never going to be out of Morin sprinting to the no. end. Banneker, what'd you get? Uh, nine also. No, eight. Sorry, eight. Eight? Okay. Eugene. Eleven. Do you want to stay with Terwin? Yes, I, uh, I do. No, I start pushing him forward and I say, Thrice, uh, twice for poison, thrice for a kiss, I'm supposed to die a violent, fiery death, go! <laughs> Boom! You hear this explosion once again. The lowest, ta- the lowest roll this time actually was Harper. Harper. You come toward a fork in the road and you can see that one path goes down and one goes up and you saw them all go down the lower path deeper into the tunnels. I'll follow them. Okay. You can have pause for a moment. Roll make a make a challenging resolve test so you can kind of push through the stress. If you fail, you suffer stress. Challenging resolve. That's 46. It's a 31 success. Nice. You steal yourself, even though you know that if you go deeper, you could be going to your death. Maybe they don't know where they're going, but you follow along. Oh, we don't know where we're going. We're just fucking running. <laughs> it is now chickens with the ninth, the ninth and final round. Your final roll, Terwin, what did you get? I got a 12. Look at him. Rolling into double digits. Harper, 13. minus five. Thirteen, you said? Actually, twelve. Sorry, it's whatever. Minus five, we got twelve. Elisa, minus six. Six. Warren, fourteen. Yeah. Warren's been out of the tunnels for two rounds. Banneker, <laughs> what am I at minus wise? Uh, you're at minus uh, six now. Okay, 17 to 11. 11. Eugene? 12. Here are the values. Let's see what happens. The people who are most at risk, Eugene and Terwin. Eugene has 69. Hey! Ah, That's a crit! (laughs) You You can't kill me on that. Terwin has a 67. Oh, you can kill him. Yeah, he's dead. <laughs> and because you roll a 69, <laughs> yes! I have a 69. I will allow you to roll a d10 to reduce this value. Ten. Cocked. I rolled zero. One. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you kept that four that was cocked. It was like it was cocked on a four, and I was like, I'm not gonna take anything that's questionable. Let's take what's worse. Uh, it's true. I would have done the same thing. On the other side of the tunnel, you emerge into what looks like some great dystopian nightmare. You come out into the yards as the light blinds you for a mere moment. You can see the white salt cliffs all around you. But the air is full of smoke. Confused brigandine soldiers and servants, teary-eyed, are walking around. Wounded people scream, and the smell of blood and smoke runs thick. 
as the mouth of the cavern is pouring with smoke. The scent of the reek reeks, it can be smelled everywhere. There are huge holes in the ground all over, and the mountainside cliffs are trembling as if they're going to avalanche. Like it's gonna wipe out not only the yards here, but if it presses past those tall palisades, it'll wash the complete camp away. You can see the doors are wide open and the camp is being abandoned as they're running for their lives toward the ship. As you see this rock, thud strike in front of you and mud spats up everywhere, blinding you for a mere moment. As you look in earnest, looking for Terwin and Eugene. Nowhere to be found. Harper would go back. As you turn around, there's this, there's this gout of flame that whoosh comes out of the mouth of the cavern, almost like a the fire of a dragon, washing across the entire battlefield where you're all standing. And you take cover quickly against the smoke and cinders and washes washes over everything. You see a few people fall, screaming as they're burning to death, yet you all have somehow survived. The ground beneath you is breaking, the cliffs around you are collapsing. To remain here is, is to meet your end. So, who is going to stay to look for them? And who is going to go to the ship? Manneker? This is an individual choice. Why am I first? <laughs> you always ask. What's first. going through Banneker's mind is probably a good question first off to ask. Uh, new beginnings, Harold. New endings. This is all new. I don't like it. <laughs> so to the ship with you. You. Ah, uh, this is this. Remember, this is Banneker's third chance. Look to your dooming and let that guide your guide your choice. I mean, it could be a guide. It shouldn't decide it for you, but consider your your dooming. What is your dooming, Banneker? New beginnings herald new endings. I don't know what that means, besides the fact that anything new I'm afraid of usually. Which I'm afraid of everything, basically, though. Uh, the only thing is, is like, this is Banneker's third chance in life. Not first, not second. Right. This is the third time he's had to reboot his life. He'll try to, he'll stay. Yeah. What about Warren? What Warren's is your, doing is you will die in a pool of blood, but it will not be yours. So, saving someone does not seem like a good idea. I'll run for the ship. Elisa, what is your dooming? Uh, help is not always helping. Um, so, uh, yeah, no, she's gonna stay. So, even though she knows that um, she's got a life that she's currently creating inside of her, she doesn't want to be a person that doesn't bring up a person correctly. So, yeah. she's stay. Harper? Harper would take off the backpack. What, what is your dooming first off? Uh, it is the abyss also stares back. That's actually you take the backpack off. And what I would do is I would hand it to Elisa, like the key and the seething stone, and I would I would say, tell her, here, take these back to the boat. You're the best one to figure it out. I'll bring them back. 
Or I'll offer stay. it to anyone, really. If you don't take it. Elisa's not doing it. Take it back to Sammy. Sammy is nowhere to be seen. I know. Oh, I assumed he's still Warren in the boat. Yeah. yeah. So that's why I said take him back to Sammy. Warren takes the bag. Alright. What is the name of the salt pierman who came here to we told you he simply wants to get he simply wants the salt to flow again. Do you recall? Victor. Salt's flowing. <laughs> A little too much. Victor Malik. He's the one who spoke about the key in the seeding stone. Who is going back to the ship? Warren. Warren will seek it out. Yeah. Ooh. Carper knows his dooming, but he also knows where he's going. So he's not afraid of that. He'll stare into that abyss. Oh, I'm afraid of that. <laughs> he just feels like there is this ash and fire in an inferno raging all around as the buildings are catching flame the air is filled with smoke you can feel it stinging your eyes so firstly we must dull out some corruption so I think that Warren's probably going to suffer six for abandoning his friends mm -hmm. Elisa will probably suffer six for putting the second life in danger and remaining behind. Uh, and that will be how we'll dole out corruption for this situation. As you all are searching in earnest, and Warren disappears beyond the gates and you lose sight of him in the smoke. Everything is collapsing all around you. All the stone and the rock, the, the huge salt cliffs are now smoldering from all sides, including the main cavern. It's just choked with smoke. As you're looking around for Terwin and Eugene. Is it, uh, they, have the explosion stopped? No. Shit. Elisa's going to take a lot of them. Yeah. Can I... Uh, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pull out my, my, my pistol and, and shoot it in the air. Okay. See if I can't get... Uh, and, and scream. Yeah. Scream for them. Eugene, Boom! boss! Boom! He pulls the trigger. But the sound Damn you, of the, new guy, you're gonna kill us! The sound of the pistol firing off in the air is like the sound of a child squealing in a in a in a crowd of a riot. It is nothing compared to the other explosions, uh, the, the roiling of the flames, as the, the thing is still smoldering in hand. And then somehow, in the darkness, Eugene spills forth from the smoke, choking and pulling himself out of the rubble, pulling his way toward you. You see him stretch his hand out his face covered in smoke, his eyes filled with tears, as are all of yours standing in this yard. Alright, we'll uh how about we'll pull him out yeah. and do you want to run with him? We need to Find Terwin. Find him. Both of you. Alright. And Elisa grabs Eugene and starts heading like, toward the ship. <laughs> taking him towards the ship. The two of you come to the edge of the river where you can see that there's a single boat there still as the uh, as both Sir Virgil Leland and Sir Ambrose Wright are getting people onto the ship and you can see that Victor is standing with Warren. Did you find them? Did you find them? He grabs your shirt, kept shaking you violently. The key, the stone, he says. 
I have it. He, he grabs you as you both are top deck and he pulls you down below. You and Eugene come to the very shore where Sir Leland kind of ushers you both onto the boat and they turn back toward what looks like the Palisades now on fire, soaringly tall, 45 feet high. They're slowly burning with flame as the explosions continue below the ground in the, in the assault mines. There's only one boat left. Sir, Bert, Sir Leland looks toward you. Are they gonna make it here? Should we wait? You have no choice, sir. <coughs> this is <coughs> not your boat. We will wait. He he nods, resigning himself to possible death. As you see this flame just wash down the side of the hill as all of the as all the tents are are washed away in this like whirlwind of flame and ash toward the river, collapsing with bits of wood across the the cold river. And you can see snow mixed with ash falling all around you as you're wiping away the tears of the, of the burning flame and the smoke, choked by it along the shoreline. We turn back to the yards. Yeah, so Harper is going to go kind of back the way he saw Eugene crawl from, because mm -hmm. that's assuming the way we came. Uh, if you can see in all this ash and salt, like any sort of footprints and stuff like that, he would try to follow them back to the waist. Hold on! I'm gonna tie the rope around his waist. Okay. And then if he's got the lantern, I'll hold on to him. Okay. Alright. Roll a routine test. Routine uh, survival. My apologies. Routine survival. You're looking for footprints in the ash, looking for something. 53. It's 87. Failure. You're looking in earnest. You can't see anything. You have no choice but to go down into the darkness yourself. We'll go down in the darkness. Will anyone go with him? I thought it was trying to anchor him so we get a way back. Okay, so it's just the two of you there, it's right. <laughs> just the two just of us. us. We can make it if we try. Can't make it if try. Just the two of us. You and I. You, you and I. And then two will come free. It's too bad, I'm okay. gonna pull you out. You might not have made it. I'll yank twice if I need you to pull me out. You come down, Warren, you come down into this low galley where you can see this burning furnace with this octopus of arms extending into the wood. And you can see that the, the pit is empty. They've placed all the coal they could, but it's not doing anything. Sammy is standing there. He's covered in grease and grime. And Victor is standing there as well, kind of looking toward you. I pull out the... I, I take... Uh... I take, I take the backpack and hand it to him. It's all in here. Okay. You place the stone inside the Arkwright cauldron? Mm-hmm. Okay. You grab the stone that burns your hand white hot uh, as you suffer. Nineteen damage. Oof. Previously wounded. Okay. Oh, no. You place the stone inside as it begins to smolder and seed. 
Sammy takes, grabs the bilge pump and flips a switch. It begins to, in the water, begins sound of the water is poured into the Arkwright cauldron. And then Victor is like heading top deck as he grabs a hold of you as Sammy stays down here. The key, the key, he says. Hand him the key as well. Okay, he's grabbing you as he's pulling you up top deck. So he says, I got this, I got this, man! All right. The others are scrambling top deck. Meanwhile, back to the roiling flame of the yards. The fire is burning and smoldering, and you've got the rope attached to you. The two of you are there, and you look back toward the cavern where you emerged out of, just adjacent to the larger cavern that's burning with flame and collapsed with rock. There's ash and fire and smoke burning all around you. You begin to step down, coughing as you feel the smoke kind of burning your eyes, looking in earnest for Terwin. Yeah, so with Lander in one hand and like holding on to the symbol, the holy symbol with the other hand, and saying a prayer like that you would normally like, whatever the version of the, like the rosary is mm-hmm. uh, for the martyr. Um, as I'm looking through the tunnel, through the darkness, waiting for it to stare back. Okay. There's lots of fallen rock and debris in here, and discerning between person and stone may be difficult as you're looking with the left. Fortunately, you have a lantern to try to see through the ash. But we turn back to the yards. You hear this, this crack sound, almost like you think it's lightning for a moment. And then suddenly the palisades, they drop completely, putting both you and Harper inside the yards. There's no escape unless you climb over that stone and it's nearly 20 feet high. It just collapses. This huge dust cloud washes over you, threatening to knock you over with the, with the power of the stones. Go ahead and make a hard athletics test to hold on to the rope and not be knocked over. Banneker. Um, that's a 21. 91 will not do it. But it's not a 69. You feel the rope go slack <laughs> as you almost fall over and Banneker is knocked down to the ground as Banneker suffers. 15 damage. I am lightly wounded. Okay. You come down to your knees. We still have our plus one, right? Mm, Combat's over. Combat's over. And I am moderately wounded. Uh, Roll a d6 chaos die. That's one. Okay. You fall down and you don't scuff your knees. You actually jam your finger and you drop the rope and suddenly you feel yourself kind of falling forward as you stop yourself against the rocks as you realize you're at a very steep angle where you could threaten to careen down the cavern where you came. Harper, we gotta go! The walls have fell in! I haven't found him yet. I think he's gone. You wanna go? I ain't gonna hold it against you. I think he's gone. If I can find the rope, I'm gonna start pulling him back up. Okay. I start feeling him like pulling me back up, I'm gonna untie it. Okay. You pull the rope back up and you realize that it's pulling up too easily and it comes out of the mouth of the cavern and he's loosened it completely. Harper's still inside. As you're scrambling, searching around inside the pit in this tunnel, moving through the smoke what are we looking, because I know he wears metal armor, any sort of reflection from that, any kind of sound of metal, 
roll a standard awareness test. Okay, that'll be a 43. That's a 90 failure. Meanwhile, at the shore where Eugene and Elisa are, you see the entire palisade just collapse in bits of lumber and rock as it begins to burn with a curtain of flame upward. Sir Leland says, They're gone. I make my way to the helm. So are you, so remember the, yeah, the boat is still on this side of the river and remember the Madeline's in the middle of the river. Gotcha. So we're on like a dinghy. Yeah. Okay. Well, the dinghy's on the edge of the shore. They haven't left yet. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to look around uh, to see if there's like oars stationed nearby. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and then I'm going to walk over and I'm going to pick up one of the oars and I'm going to look at him and go, You're going to <coughs> have to kill me to take this. And I'm going to level it at him. We don't leave without them. They don't have to come back alive, but they have to come back. You stand in front of Sir Virgil Leland and against everything that he, you know, he's, well, when he's, they're dead. And he turns toward you. You see Eugene standing defiantly with the oar, guarding Sir Leland from leaving and all of you from leaving as he says, we're all going to die if we stay here, he says. Lisa pulls her baffler and she okay. stares him down and she said the entire city would have died if they didn't sacrifice themselves. You will stand the fuck down. He will uh he will look toward the burning curtain of flame toward the uh the palisade and the whole the whole yards are appear to be in, ringed in a crown of fire. I'll roll intimidate if I have to. No need to do so. <laughs> he will he will he will not go. Despite his urges, he will stay. Remember, he is a bell guard and he and Terwin are close. Perhaps some perhaps some he has some spark and belief that, that somehow they may survive. It's the Laudanum. Sorry. Uh uh Sir Sir Reich, my apologies. Sorry, Buzz Reich, that's right. Yeah. If the Laudanum kicks in, could I potentially get a chance of true detective to spot them or That's a good question. Roll an arduous scrutinize. There's so much flame. I would like to assist as I'm trained in scrutinize and also be on the lookout for that. Okay. Look at the player's hand. That's excellent. So hand her an assist die. 69. <laughs> Come on! That would be amazing. Right? No, but an 18 will do it. Nice! Looking through the flames right before everything collapses, you swear you could see Banneker in the yards with a rope, and like that, he is lost in the flames. He looks like he was, but you see it, you see his head bob back and forth for the last of the palisade collapses almost 20 feet high. They're still inside. But there's no so possible it, way you could save them. Is it 20 foot? on the each side of the palisade like are we 20 foot no no so if you're on the bottom of the shore remember that kind of winds this huge steep sandy salt cliff up toward the palisade that's 25 feet high when it burns and collapses it's 20 feet high and it's it's burning with fire i mean make no mistake the entire camp is on fire and they are in the middle of a ring a literal ring of fire meanwhile back at the madeline you come top deck and you can see the burning flames. 
and you can see that Victor is there, and he's kind of pouring through this book, and he's pointing toward the wheel. Like the captain's wheel. We gotta get this thing airborne. Get the aerostat going. You look toward it, and you kind of try to find a keyhole, and you place the ivory wand inside, and then turn it? I think. Uh-huh. I jiggle it around or something. Okay. Roll a... We're going to have you roll a secret pilot test. Okay. All right. Pilots flip to fail. And my chance is 49. Can Sammy assist? Sammy's down. And I rolled an 89. Okay. Not a 69, though. Nope. Mm, it's too bad. You turn it one way and nothing happens. Back... Back where we were, back in the Ring of Fire, back in the Laban Salt Mine Yards. You continue pressing on, mm -hmm. looking, looking for Terwin. Roll a routine awareness test. Routine awareness. <clears throat> That's going to be a 53. That's a 60. Failure. Right. Can I? All right. Yes. <coughs> As you begin to suffer from suffocation. Okay. Oh. That's uh, seven, uh, uh, seven damage. Seven damage? Uh, actually, sorry, let me clarify this real quick. Uh, look up suffocation real quick. What were you going to do, Bannock, or why I look this up? Oh, I I'm going to go find him and bring him out. Okay. It's over. <laughs> Knock him out, throw him over your shoulders? Yes. He's helpless because he's uh, helpless. Sorry, that's physical peril. My apologies. Physical peril? Okay, yeah. seven physical peril. I'm still ignoring one skill rank. Nice. Okay. All right. If it's awareness, I can find it. Yeah. <laughs> so you step into the cavern, you realize it kind of takes a, there's a precipice and it drops down at a very steep slope. And you can see his lantern. You can see he's holding it in hand. You can see where he's at, and he's looking through the rubble and kind of moving through the ash and screaming out for for Terrawin's name. Right. All right. Try an awareness check. I'll make a if routine, I can't find yeah. if I can see him easily, I'll look make for a routine him. a routine awareness test to find Terrawin. Okay, that is a seventy-one. Gee, many Christmas. There's no more. You used it, buddy. No, more I didn't fortune. use it. Karen used the last you guys, one. You guys used it. You're looking around and you can't see him anywhere. Back at the shore. I think we're going to die here, guys. Get us to the Madeline. I have, now. I have one idea. They're going to need to be able to get out of that. We can fly over. Maybe if the ship's any good. We can fly over. Get us to the Madeline. You board the dinghy. And he hand and you take the oar you have it, and he takes the other oar, and you begin paddling as fast as you can toward the Madeline. You can see that the water is already burbling and boiling like steam around the huge galley. You can you look toward you look toward the the two masts. You can see that the sails have not even been dropped. They're not even prepared to leave the river. Not only that, by the time you get to the Madeline. The river level is up. You can't even leave the river. You begin to board the Madeline. We turn back toward the burning yards. Searching. 
Both of you need to make standard awareness tests. Alright, 43. 30! 3 <laughs> With the two of you there, the results of the chase scene, the lowest result... I'm glad you showed up. <laughs> ...was 67 by Terwin, the highest, 110 by Banneker. The explosions chase value... 66. Terwin is alive by one yard. You grab Banneker out of the rubble, and as the two of you come, as all of you come out into the yard, you realize there is no way out. There's nowhere to go. The three of you look toward one another, bodies lying all around on the ground. Well, of course, you bastard. Well, go back for me. Never fucking listen. You said you were going to die in a fire. We couldn't let you die there. <laughs> Them's your own damn words. Blame yourself. <laughs> As uh, he looks around and he's surrounded by fire. <laughs> <laughs> he just, uh, yeah, he uh, uh, starts laughing uncontrollably and he, uh, he puts his arm around you and he, he brings you in for an embrace as he just continues laughing. All right, you two mad fucks. There's got to be a way out of here. I don't care. I didn't come this far, and I didn't risk this much for to die here. Well, and I gotta say to you, fuck your goddamn horrible woman that you sent us on this bullshit for. What? It wasn't my guy that did this. No, <laughs> your baroness. Oh well, uh. Yeah, well. <laughs> the three of you are essentially the foundation, the very root of of the Dufresne Agency. As Terwin gives in to the flames, he can't help himself. It is, after all, the way that every forester dies. <laughs> sorry. Today, you sacrifice something of yourself to, bring, to, to save Eugene, and he is safely gone. Maybe the custodian has come to take her toll now. As you realize, all of you realize, there is no escape. All of you must attempt a hard resolve test to withstand terror. No. I've never rolled these. Hard resolve. Critical success. I've never rolled these dice before in my life. Failure. Oh, one. Failure. Okay. You turn toward Harper and kind of shake him out of it. What is wrong with you? But Terwin continues his maniacal laughter as he suffers. Oh, God. Uh, 21 mental peril and 9 corruption. Incapacitated. Terwin drops to his knees, laughing. He's given in. It's another 6 corruption, by the way. <laughs> Father! Grandfather! I'm coming! <laughs> he pulls... <laughs> I'm continuing to hold the embrace. Yeah. He pulls the, the the iron eye off of his face, as you can see this is... It was bronze. Oh, bronze. This <laughs> hollow pit where his eye once was, as there's this maddened smile that's washed across Terwin's face, as he is he realizes that he's about to die, and smoke washes over all of you. Back at the ship. Hello, Knight! 
Hello, Light! You hear a call out by Victor across the way. You can see Tarwin and this uh, other, in this, uh, the, and the, in Victor Malik, the salt painterman. They're like, they're at the helm of the ship. And you can see they've got the ivory one and they're kind of turning it and not really sure what to do. I'm gonna run up and get out of the way! Okay, <laughs> figure out this round thing. I'm gonna assist. <laughs> Having looked at all the books and having read as much as I could potentially about them. Do you have a skill where I can file it? I don't. Okay. I have an education. Oh, Unfortunately, uh, it won't help. This is going to be a, a routine pilot. She pulls at the book and she's pointing toward it, but you're not really sure why it make, has her tales of it. Warren's she's waiting. Trying to talk like me through it. <laughs> Snatch out of Warren's time. hand. <laughs> I'm 49 and I flip to fail. I also have a rank in pilot. Uh, oh my God. Did you critically fail? I critically fail. Oh no. Eugene, 88. Eugene cannot figure this out. I'm the only one. He drops to his knees. He almost threatens to break the ivory one until Lisa snatches out of his hands with the books in the hand. And you can see that Victor's got the papers and he's pointing toward it. Warren's throwing his hands in the air. Eugene's on his knees. Elisa has the key. True detective? <laughs> I think true detective counts here. I don't think you need to roll any test. As she places the key inside. I'm high as shit. I can figure this out. Come on. <laughs> it's just like... <laughs> Like, like the so, ship, you can go higher. It's like one of those Renaissance paintings. Counterclockwise, like, you idiots! <laughs> Suddenly, the entire ship begins to shamble, and you could hear the bilge pumps kicking the water inside the Arkwright cauldron down below, as the Madeline is now fully functional. Hold on. You see this huge, like, patchwork cloth like sail begin to open up until it turns into this massive, massive balloon, three times the width and diameter of the entire ship, and then it raises toward the air. This ain't right. I don't care. The whole thing, you hear this clud, and water is spilling forth from either side of the Madeline down toward the river as it's literally lifting into the air. Once she gets it started, Elisa runs back out to the deck to look again because she remembers kind of the area that she saw them last. You come top deck and you begin to scramble up the masthead and look over and you realize the ship has soared already 50 feet in the air above the water, and the water is still pouring off the side of the Madeline, and spilling force of the seed stones water that's boiling in the Arkwright cauldron is, is dispensing this dirty, fetid liquid from the bottom of the hull. And suddenly the ship begins, begins moving, and it begins to to, to, to turn to a slight side as you see Victor spin the wheel and then grab a hold of it. The whole thing just kind of jars to the other side as you're all thrown to your feet. As, as you collapse across the deck, you can see that Sir Virgil and, um, and um, my apologies, uh, in right on top deck and they're looking in earnest along with you. You see a few others up on top of the mast looking for them and you say, I see them down there! Someone calls out. It's Abigail, it's the Grahlstetter. We get them. Drive us to them. Ropes, ropes! You hear called across. Run for ropes. Aim the water towards the fire closest to them. If we're still draining, at least we can potentially put it out. 
the whole thing spins. You hear this kind of groaning sound, the same groaning you heard when you brought it through this dead wall. The entire thing, like it threatens to fall apart. And you hear this, you hear this snapping and, and the snapping of a plank, and then you see suddenly where you had, where you had, um, you had, uh, what, what did you, did you caulk the side of the oh, thing? Yeah. You see these splinters of wood just explode out, and suddenly this this hot steam pillar coming out the side of the thing that sends it in a in a counterspin through the air as suddenly everyone's thrown to the ground as you begin falling from the mass and you collapse into the ropes between the nets that are strung between the the two the, the two um mass. Well, two mass like a carnival like a carnival thing used to hold yeah. used to hold all the cargo inside you all are standing amid the yards as the flames are just roiling all around you. <laughs> oh, you're fucked, mate. Let's see, they're leaving. You know, that means anything. You're one of my favorites. <laughs> I know. Where you were. All you can see is smoke and the darkness and this burning blue star overhead. The Leviathan's eye at night, the only thing visible in the sky, save for the burning of flames all around you. I was supposed to die old and rich. <laughs> what happened to that dream? Here I always thought you would die old and dead, the young woman on you. Please, let's go with that one. <laughs> the maniacal laughter of Terwin snaps you out of it very quickly. Well, let's hunker down at least. Let's keep him safe until the end. I don't know what else to do. Hmm? No. This is this is my life. I am for it. This is for me. I sh I shall protect thee with mine mine own body. <laughs> isn't that isn't that what they say? Yeah. I forgot what they said. Up above, somewhere know, <laughs> above the ba above the Bastards River, the ship goes spinning once again, throwing people across the deck. As you see someone fall off the edge, someone needs to get a hold of the ship and control it. Uh, Victor cannot pilot this thing. I run for the wheel. Okay, you come to the wheel as you and Victor are kind of holding on to the captain's wheel on either side. Turn to the left, no, turn to the right, starboard, no, the other way. As you're kind of arguing back and forth. Uh, go ahead and make a uh, pilot test. This test will be secret. Uh, I have a 39 uh, as my standard. Uh, I would flip to fail, uh, and I rolled 51. Okay. The ship levels out. It begins to descend faster faster and faster until you see the ropes fluttering through the air and then flying above the ship as you're dropping precipitously toward through the air and then suddenly crunch like you hear the snapping sound in the galley below as the whole thing just comes to a stop in the air as if it's dropping on something hard as everyone on board suffers nine damage 
I need to roll 3d6 for injury. <laughs> I, like, I gotta roll 1d6. Yeah. It's falling damage, so yeah. go ahead and roll 3d6. Oh, God. Two. I'm injured. You hear this <laughs> oh, sound as suddenly Eugene's leg snaps at the knee and he falls yeah. down. Falling damage, you cannot, you can no longer move. It's fine, I'm stuck on the wheel. He right? falls down, holding on to the wheel as it pulls to one side, then suddenly begins begins somehow uh the whole thing comes to a slow kind of like it's sputtering in air and slowly kind of spinning in one direction and the ropes drop down and then suddenly up above in the ring of fire you see this thing emerge from the stars above some great shadow comprised of a great bot a great hull that weeps it weeps water salt water and you can see these strange oily tentacles reaching down toward you as you think this must be the end until you hear the call of warren over the edge what does he say grab hold <laughs> warren you're on a dragon monster <laughs> and we will as you grab hold the ropes and pull Terwin up, you begin to clamber up the ropes as the smoke is pouring all around the Madeline, as it is now a fully functioning Zeppelin. And as you leave the, the Bruno Lehman salt mines behind. Yeah, I'll start piloting since. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> we will. I don't like out. We will conclude. Jack. We will conclude this oh. act. With the escape from the salt mines born atop the Madeline, it is uh, end of an act, so you all get uh, one advance. You also gain a fate point, and um, some of you need that. We will uh, we will continue next week, I guess, because it's only appropriate. But maybe maybe we should turn towards something I wasn't sure if we'd be prepared for tonight, but. It's the Final Fantasy airship music. Yeah. I know. <laughs> so, uh, how so, about that corruption roll? Oh, yeah, man. corruption that's tonight, that's huh? Uh, Where's Sid? Somebody find Sid. Oh, so God. You can actually pilot this. So, so okay, I want to, before we roll this, I want to talk about this chasing. This is the these are results. Okay, so the, the escape, total escape value was 66. The values were 67 Terrawin. 99 Harper, 109 Elisa, 111 Warren, Banneker 120, Eugene 69. I would have had at least 100, if not more, if I had not gone back. That's very Why true. Did you go back? Because. No man left behind. Yeah, you're also our de facto leader. <laughs> not de facto, he is the leader. He is the leader. <laughs> uh, <debate>. So. <laughs> Uh, this is this is literally now marks the the, the, the second to last the, the the next to last chapters that just the penultimate act and now comes the end of Queen of Embers and armed with the knowledge and the things that you have and the things that you know we will spend next week going back through the story to ensure we kind of have the, the story beats down and then we will see how you we will see how you bring the entirety of Queen of Embers to a close. Uh, corruption roll tonight. Ten? Mm -hmm. Oh my god, I didn't get a corruption. <laughs> <laughs> I get a corruption. Yeah, but only one. Chaos. Only one. 
I got an order for all that shit. Rats. It's a nine. You, you get one, right? That's right. Nine one way or the other. Yeah. Next session, I will either gain no, it's corruption. A it's a ten. You mean yeah. a disorder? I, I'm at eight and eight currently. Nice. So you've got two sessions left. Two sessions. Two unless well, just... unless you real fuck up. <laughs> right. Very, very possible. possible. Very possible. Gene's great at that. So I, oh I, I, admittedly, I didn't think you'd manage to escape. I know. I was really thinking. I was really over. thinking we were mostly dead. It's... Yeah. Yeah. So are we off? No. Oh, above board, would, could we have used a fate point to, to, to live? Maybe. Maybe? No. <laughs> Can I spend four fate points to live? No. You're dead. Maybe. Auto kill, you don't get a choice. You don't get a choice. Oh, hey. Just stop dropping and roll down the hill. Dan, really or tight. you can have that one. That's right. Dan gave us one to share. We don't have to share one anymore. But, yeah. But where so, do we go? Yeah, right? You will share, <laughs> you you will share a drawer anymore. So, uh, so we will see you all next week for the exciting conclusion of Queen of Embers. And um, uh, thank you, patrons, for yep. patronage. Yes. Thanks for watching. Uh, it'll be episode 70 next week. Yep.